500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you G'day everyone, and for those of you who came in late, you are listening to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. I'm Steve, which means this must be a comics and news episode, because otherwise we'd have a special guest and I wouldn't be here, because that's the way it seems to be at the moment. Um, but I'm very happy to be here, um, back in the studio in the, in the Toyota Camry. Um, and joining me today, we, if you can hear them chuckling in the background... Um, from across the Nullarbor, g'day Jermaine, how are you going? Pretty good mate, pretty good, it's good to um, hear your voice again mate, um, I'm in my daughter's room, uh, I had to throw all the teddies around away to kind of get a bit of floor space, and um, yeah, the, the wonders of technology where we can um, record in ordinary locations. And, and in, in extraordinary times as well, because um, we're, we're hearing reports from up north that um, there's a winning football team up in Queensland, <laughs> and we're not talking rugby. <laughs> no, Dan, how are you going? I'm, be, I'm very excited tonight, uh, Steve, and it is great to have you on board. Um, it just goes to show when we can't get, um, you know, fandom creators, artists, or, or authors, or, or whoever, um, there's still room for you on the podcast, but... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I am very excited because you're right. There is a winning football team in Queensland at the moment. I've uh, literally walked in the door 20 minutes ago from our uh, the grand final win of the under-17 uh, Darling Downs competition, the girls, um, and I'm very proud to say that the, the team that I coach got up and um, has gone back-to-back. And uh, so a big shout-out to the Griffins if you're listening. Um, I can't imagine there's a large crossover of 17-year-old girl footballers and Phantom fans, but if you're there, um, tip of the hat, girls, you were awesome tonight. I reckon if I reckon if any of them are listening, there would be a lot of boys that would be excited and listening as well, and uh, contacting you for phone numbers. Actually, I saw, I saw a rather threatening photo this morning. Are you ready, Nat Fraser or something? I think. Was, I didn't know what the heck the mascot was, but it must have been the Griffin. And That's right. A, a stern-looking face as well. I thought, oh, I don't want to cross there. <laughs> that, that did get an interesting um, reaction. Oh, people either liked it because they didn't know what it was or they laughed because they recognised the <laughs> Melbourne Demons reference. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, yes, it's, it's been a couple of episodes. There's been a couple of episodes since I've been on. You've had, you've had so many special guests that I haven't been able to make it for. Well, we've, There's probably been a couple of episodes, yeah. Been, I think the last one was the comics and news, which would have been just before um, Supernova. Yeah. And that seems so long ago now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does. So, Steve, have you had a chance to listen to the last episode with Jeff Weigel? Uh, not all of it. I've, I've, I listened to bits and pieces before I um, before I put it online or when the Gremlins were... Um, having a bit of fun before I could get it up online. Yeah. So I've, um, I've, I've, yeah, probably heard or oh, maybe ten minutes, maybe twenty. Okay. And um, yeah, but I haven't had I haven't had the time to sit down and listen before I think it's eighty odd minutes. So mm. um, back at work next week, so it'll be 
my um my highway drive. Oh, very good. Well, it's well worth a listen. Um, I've I've been reflecting on it a bit since, and I was just so pleased that we had the chance to talk to Jeff and um how open he was with um talking to us about where he's at and all the rest of it. So, well worth a listen. Anyone who hasn't checked it out. Um, whether you're on the podcast or not, you should still be listening to it. So uh, do yourself a favour, Steve. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do plan on it. Yeah. I do listen to the podcast even when I'm not on it. <laughs> I, I tend to listen to it more when I'm not on it than when I am on it. Because <laughs> I don't Fair know enough. what's happening if I'm not on it. <laughs> I need to keep up to date. Oh, uh, dear. Talking, hey, talking about news and stuff, did you guys hear what happened just uh, oh, recently? What's that? I got a free crew badge. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not. Oh, on, happy days. That is so not on the uh, on the agenda. No. <laughs> no, it's not. So you I thought I'd better put it in. Pumped it right to the top too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No. Well done. It's been a long time in the making. Um, you finally joined the Fruit Crew fraternity, um, and Tom as well. How happy is he? Oh, Tom is over the moon. He was there. Give him a big thank you back. I've actually done a recording and I'll I'll add it to this podcast. I'll I'll, I'll tap it on to the end. But um, uh, Fru Crew, if if you're listening, and I know you guys do, hang around to the end and I'll put um, I'll put Tom's thank you message um onto the end of this podcast. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> no, uh, we had a, we had a good laugh at your expense during the dinner. Um, uh, Dudley and I and a couple of others. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. Good to see your desperation finally pay off, even though your idea yep. was canned. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that. I, I, it was, I just put out a whole bunch of ideas. It was never <laughs> about the idea, was it? <laughs> I, had, I still had more up my sleeve. I had thought, you know, trying to get into doctor's offices, you know, how they got the old magazines and stuff. You know, you could just, you know, if you get everybody to next time to go to the doctor, just leave their phantom comic there. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Um, I had a mate, he catches the train, and there are people that actually do that with like comics and stuff like that. Like they'll, you know, they'll, and he actually saw a, like the latest Phantom comic. He was on the train and he's like, oh, Phantom comic. Picked it up and he said, man, I actually, I actually hanged about a couple of train stops so I could finish the comic. And then I had to, you know, <laughs> catch the train back to my train stop. But it was brilliant. I got to read the fan and while I was on the train. So, um, yeah, mate, you know, it's not a bad idea. Um, you know, on the on a bus or on a train stop or a doctor's surgery, leave a couple of your doubles and stuff. And yeah, you might uh, re-hook someone or, yeah, so it's not a bad idea. So, Steve, yeah. did you go back and listen to the Supernova podcast then and hear Dudley's response to and, and regret for giving you a Fruit Crew badge? <laughs> well, because you didn't get a chance to listen to all my other wonderful ideas that were going to come sick and <laughs> No, I don't think that was it. No. <laughs> he, he, I think there's a little sadistic streak in Dudley and uh, he, he had a moment of weakness and in hindsight he feels like he probably could have strung you out for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know if you've ever heard the um the Eddie Murphy skit where um the ice cream man and uh, the ice cream man just yeah. goes, goes another few blocks just to watch him run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be good to finally meet Dudley, and um I've I've hoped to make a um a promise this past week that I'm going to be in Sydney next year, so um I'll start saving my saving my pennies now. Oh well. If... <laughs> 
my experience is that you absolutely do need to start saving now because I left it way too late by <laughs> saving from February. <laughs> yeah, from February to, to was it July? And it's still too late. It, it was too late. <laughs> he was he was shuffling money around trying to you know trying to take it out of the mortgage, refinance it. He spent more time <laughs> more time on the phone to the bank than he actually did to his family who were um you know trying to get hold of him to say hello. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of you had a good idea about um, siphoning off, you know, a couple of dollars each paycheck. Yes, yeah, yeah I've I've started doing that now, um, and and hopefully that savings plan will work. <laughs> yeah, I reckon if, I, I reckon I could do that, but I mean, it'll be very limiting in in um, any other phantom purchases if I'm going to start funneling money that way. Yeah, well, that is the problem. Right. And just and just have a big blowout at, at Supernova, which mm. probably would work out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, the, have you had much of a chance to look at what, as someone who didn't go to Supernova, what was available there and has now since popped up on the website? Is there much there that you are keen on? Um, well, for, for starters, those sketch covers, they look brilliant. Yeah. And all those ones have been coming up on the web, like all the images. and. Now, not just the ones that have been done on the day, but the ones that um, have been sent out or you know, the, the artists have been spending a bit more time on. Um, I know uh, Jamie has, has been, um, has been what's the right word, prolific. Yeah. Um, he's done uh, a, fair, a fair few of them. Um, and yeah, when I heard that people were sending them out to artists, I said, oh, I should get in contact with old Alex Saviuk. That might be yeah. a thing to do, I, I thought that might be with the direction you would um, you would probe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty easy to read. Yeah. <laughs> like a good Phantom comic, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those, um, I, like, I like the little, uh, the idea of the little bookmarks. Yeah. At the moment, I'm using my hero my uh, hero complex uh, ticket. Oh yeah. I use that for a bookmark. Um, so, and what else do they have? Well, the bookmarks um, aren't on the website at the moment. I've noticed. No, they're not. I just noticed that myself. So I was mm. hoping that the um, the coloring book would be in my local comic shop, but it wasn't there the other day. Uh, I actually took my uh, my coloring in book to my local comic book store and said, hey, this should be the sort of thing that you get in. And he was quite interested. So, um, Did he know about it before? No, no, he did not. Um, yeah, no, mine no. didn't either. I, I had to show, um, I had to jump behind the counter, put up the free website and say, here's the coloring in book. And they're like, ooh, $15, that's not a bad <laughs> price. And then yeah. they uh, went yeah. and showed me their other coloring in books that they've got uh, at Perth one. We saw them at um, King's Comics as well. Mm. Um, uh, there's an Asterix coloring in book as well, which looks not bad. So I might have to uh, cross-pollinate into another another sphere and pick up that one as well. But, um, yeah, the coloring in book's a must. Um, mm. So I think, I think Stephen, you just got to, like, nudge, nudge, hint, hint to your comic book store that they need to get it in. Oh, well, I did that the other day. <laughs> Uh, when I paid off a bit more of my um, my jigsaw lay-by. <laughs> so when you seeing you're paying off your jigsaw lay-by, do they like every time you go in, do they give you another couple of pieces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. You got 650 pieces of your thousand-piece <laughs> yeah, jigsaw yeah. puzzle at home, <laughs> trying to work out how they <laughs> <come> <laughs> together. 
<laughs> Actually, no. Well, it was two thousand pieces, so I'm probably up to about oh, <laughs> one thousand five, one thousand three hundred and twenty-nine. I think. <laughs> Six hundred and something to go. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, come on, Steve, really get back on the uh, get back on the agenda. Yeah, so you know I'm hosting because we've just gone totally off tangent <laughs> with just our welcome. <laughs> but having said that, look at our agenda, and we've already covered reflect on uh, Jeff Wagle interview and look at new stuff. New stuff to buy. What else is new stuff to buy? Well, sketch covers. Oh, Sal, Sal Valudo, he's um. He's been doing a few things as well, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's yes. really starting to push um, some sketch covers of his own. Um, the They're using the Herms one rather than the free yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's also uh, selling the Legend of the uh, No Danger in the Forbidden City um, hardcover with sketches included, or you can buy a sketch to put in your hardcover if you've already got one. And um, the, yeah, so a whole bunch of stuff that sales put out. We. I, feel like we really should put a, um, a page up on the website about that, actually, um, and link them all together for him so, so people can find him in one spot. But he's got some pretty yeah. good prices too, I think. Yeah, the prices are very reasonable. Um, there's there's a... F- you, you know, sometimes like when artists become popular and well-known, they kind of inflate their prices a little bit, but you cannot say that about sell. sell. Sales prices are very reasonable. Um, even yeah. though I've already even got a sketch cover, I've, I've kind of almost got to the point where oh, I might have to get another one. So, um, yeah. And um, talking about Sal and his Hermes work, it might be a good segue to um, a bit of news regarding Hermes. Um, we they were saying that uh, the the Phantom JFK should be up by now, but unfortunately, there's a, a bit of a hiccup. <laughs> and they kind of. Uh, had a joke at their own expense as well when we were talking to them. I had to have a bit of a laugh about that. Uh, who was the lady that we were talking to again? So it's Sabrina. She's the managing Sabrina, yeah. uh, managing director, I think, and also uh, must be Dan's daughter, I suspect. Yeah, or relative or, or something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, she had a bit of a, a slight dig at herself saying that uh, we are what – what, what were the words? We are known for being late or something like that. But, Always, um, I think she said, yeah. Yeah, it was um, good to uh, kind of hear from them. So, um, uh, Dan, what, what were the dates? Um, oh, well, there's no specific date now. So it, it, we were initially told that they were going to be available 30th of June, and that's obviously at least a fortnight ago by the time you're listening to this. Um, now they're saying... <laughs> this is a fortnight ago now that we're recording. Month, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it could be a month by the time people listen to it <laughs> um but it probably still isn't out yet so um the the time frame now is two or three weeks after san diego comic con um that's suddenly been very very uh, consuming for them and and to be honest i can understand why like having mm. seen through and the through booth at um sydney supernova um everything i know about san diego is that it's you know monstrous and uh, Hermes are, are really bringing their A game in terms of all of their various titles and publications, uh, getting stuff ready for San Diego. So they are premiering the, um, the Phantom JFK story at San Diego, and people who can get over to it there, if we've got any American listeners and you're getting to San Diego or you have been to San Diego by the time you listen to this, hopefully you've got yourself a copy of uh, JFK number one. Um, but for the rest of us, we have to wait for two to three weeks after San Diego Comic Con 
that's going to put it somewhere into, well, well into August before it's in warehouses and might start shipping to the rest of the world. So we're probably mm-hmm. looking late August it's starting to look, to be honest. Yeah, and there's been no word whether um, they're using Phantom's Vault or other comic book stores to get it in as of no. yet of recording. No. So I would assume that Phantom's Vault will be getting it in. But again, you've got the you've you know there is a little bit of a delay, like we're seeing with the lightning strikes as well. So I think you're right that probably towards the end of August is when the the common fan, the common uh, fan like you know like us plebs, us, yeah, us <laughs> plebs, will probably be able to see it. Will be then. So um, and of course we'll do a review when when it comes out, a bit like uh, lightning strikes. I think we're going to do another review when it actually comes out into our hands as well, I think. Yeah. was So, yeah. So so have we uh, heard when that's going to be in Fandom's Vault? Um, no, not yet. Um, I'm, in, I'm in fairly regular contact with um, Fandom's Vault, with um, Jenny and Renee and stuff, and I think it's either still on its way or it's just arrived or, you know, because obviously when it arrives they need to... Um, and they need to get it ready, and they also Processor. need to sort out, yeah, like prices and stuff like that yeah. as well. And then, of course, there's you know usually a bit of time to get on the website as well. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's. I think originally we did say middle of Ju- of July. Um, I think going back a couple of podcasts. So, yep. um, yeah, it's still tracking to be middle of July. Cool. And uh, before we move on too far, um, at the San Diego Comic Con, uh, Hermes have got Sean Joyce signing. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who Sean Joyce is, he is oh, the he... artist of yeah. of uh, JFK One, and he also did the cover of the hardcover, which looks like the it's more of the painted the hardcover of the original series. Yeah, it's first. more like the um, the like a painted style. Um, which is, you know, very, very nice. So you've got that book, uh, uh, Dan, and uh, you're, you're impressed with the cover as well from memory. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's a video review of that um, that I did at the time. And, no, I do. I love that, I love that book, and um, the, the cover's very impressive. I'm really looking forward to seeing Sean Joyce's artwork in, mm. a, in a full story um, because the, the snippets we've seen do look pretty cool. So... Um, I think that I think it's going to be. Hopefully, it's worth the wait. It's uh, becoming a long wait, but it uh, looks like it will be worth it. Yeah, but I well, it's over. Know. It's over 14 months. I realised when I put the post together the other day. It was May last year when they first yeah. announced that he was going to be the artist, and uh, here we are still waiting for book one. Yeah, but we did wait. What we did wait 18 months, two years for um, for the first series. So, um, and yeah, you. Know, Putting some perspective in it, um, you know, it's easy to bag Herms, and we've done that before, but putting some perspective <laughs> into it, they are, are a smaller company. They do have more than one line of other characters besides sure. the Phantom. Um, maybe, just maybe, they've uh, kind of learned and they're getting the whole series done before they release issue one or something like that. Yeah, well, number so, two is also available for pre-order. They're both available for pre-order so, yeah. on the website. So, you so might maybe be that's what they've done is they've, yeah. you know, kind of waited to get the whole comic book series or, you know, maybe like the first three done. So that way they can release each part in a more timely manner, which I think will be a better idea because it's yes. it, it, I would rather wait an extra month or two at the start 
and to start. You didn't have to wait, you know, three, four months in between issues. Yep. Very, very good point. So, yeah. Dokey, dokey. Um, well, we're going to talk about an event that's happened, well, probably happened a couple of hours ago. Yeah, tonight. Which was the Liverpool Library Exhibition. Oh, how much do you wish uh, you were in Sydney still... right now? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like, um, well, apart from the weather. For, uh, the weather sucks in Sydney all the time. <laughs> some well, some of us can look past we, that. It, it, <laughs> some of us live in Ballarat. <laughs> so, <anything. laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, we've got we do have this up on our on the website on the chroniclechamber dot com website. Um, but the Phantom, what's it called officially? It goes to walks. Goes to walks. Yeah. Yes. Exhibition opens in Sydney, um, and it's been running from the 26th of June and will go through to Friday the 25th of August in the exhibition space at Liverpool City Library, 170 George Street, Liverpool. Um, now, there's a number of events that have, that have already occurred, so there's probably not much <laughs> point talking about them. Um, but today, we'll talk about what's, what's happened today. We've had Glenn Ford um, has been doing a um, curator's talk, giving a walk and talk, discussing the Phantom Art and other pieces. Uh, the book launch of Kid Phantom, which we'll be reviewing um, later on in this uh, podcast. Uh, that's Kid Phantom 2 that we'll be um, doing. Um, and then there was an Aussie Phantom panel with Glenn Ford, uh, Paul Mason, Andrew Constant, and Jason Paulus, who, um, who's Phantom by Gaslight. Um, yeah, really wish we could be up there for that. Mm. That would have been a, um, a great talk to be a part of. And um, there's no way I'm going to get this done and published overnight, but hopefully you got to get yourselves to the Comics and Pop Culture panel on tomorrow, which is Saturday, 15th of July, where Marcello, I hope I've pronounced that correctly, Marcello Bays, who's a fruit cover artist, joins a panel of experts to discuss the representation of comics in popular culture. Um, yeah, that would have been really interesting to see too. Yeah, yes. Mm. Uh, Sydney fans are spoilt for choice sometimes. I guess it makes sense when that's uh, the home of Fru and, and they're going to do stuff that's close to them. Um, but, yeah, it uh, would have been a fantastic uh, exhibition to get along and see, I think. We, we were lucky enough to see some photos that Jamie Johnson and a couple of videos uh, that Jamie Johnson put up from the from the opening on Facebook. And, and again, that's a, another job that I've been meaning to do is to put some of that stuff up on the um, website uh, because Jamie did agree that uh, he could be our roving reporter on the night and um, we could use some of that stuff and then we just haven't had time to put them up. So uh, it is still on the, uh, the production uh, schedule, Jamie. So don't don't worry about that too much. It'll happen. Um, and You've we just thank had you very much. Two weeks off. What have you been doing? There was stuff. Oh, You're the hero, major, you, the hero <laughs> complex page is what I ended up doing most of the time um, because it was three months late. So <laughs> actually, speaking, of... that's looking good. I've been checking that one out. But every time um, you've been. Saying something on Facebook or whatever, and it pops up. Oh, I'll just go have another look at that. No, I'm, I am actually. I'm going to blow my own, own horn a little bit. I'm happy with how that Hero Complex page uh, came out. And if you haven't had a chance to have a look at it yet, please do go and do so. It's even up to date. Um, I've added the new shows that um, Sammy J announced yesterday. So uh, if you're in Darwin and you haven't, and you're a fan of fan, or even if you're not, to be honest, if you're just a fan of good comedy and good stories, uh, Sammy J is going to be in Darwin. 
Um, August, I'm going to say, August the 24th and 23rd and 24th, I think. Um, yeah, I'm just scrambling to see. Um, Does anyone actually lives in Darwin? Uh, well, Keysia lives up there. Ah, yes. Yep, 23rd and 24th of August. So um, I'm really excited to see that he's still bringing the show to new audiences. And I'm very hopeful, Sammy, if you're listening to this, that uh, at one stage you might decide to start touring regional centres, smaller, um, outlying, large towns. I'll put my hand up for that too. (laughs) Ballarat and Toowoomba would seem like two really good places to take the show. Um, So I'm I'm sure you'd have at least two people buy tickets. I want that Phantom Art show to to come to the Ballarat. Enough of this stuff up in... Queensland and and New South Wales bring some stuff down to Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're New South Welshmen. They don't like Victorians. <laughs> yeah. These are all a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> oh, says you, you Western Texan. Or <laughs> this podcast is all over the place tonight. Yeah, but it's been fun. <laughs> We've also got the Icon Collectibles competition. Oh boy, have we received some? Um, have we received a lot of entries for this one? You are not kidding. So, just to explain this, because I haven't checked the emails for this, so <laughs> you better tell me. Well, we just just to explain this to people who, because I have had a couple of queries about, oh, what's going on? Who's running this this comp and whatever? It, it is not a Chronicle Chamber competition. But we are sort of facilitating it on behalf of Icon. We're doing the work for them. <laughs> that's, that's a way of looking at it, um, I suppose. So we were approached by Icon um, because they know that we've got um, a wonderful fan base. And if you're listening to this, you're certainly a big part of it. Um, they wanted to hear directly from fans and people who were as consumed by the fandom as we are as to what they, what we would like to see next produced from Icon. So this is all explained on ChronicleChamber.com, and many of you will have already seen it, because I know this, because many of you have already entered. Um, at the time of recording, we have already had over 30 entries, which may not sound like a lot, um, but really? no, it's it's actually a huge number for, for a fan. Compared to, the la- yeah, compared to the last couple of numbers, competitions we've, yeah. we've held. Um, yeah. and, and the ideas... They're not all the same. No. There's some great ideas in there. Um, and, you know, if they produce half of that stuff, we're oh. going to be um, poor and living off the streets trying to um, <laughs> trying to afford it all because there's there's some great ideas in there. Um, I'm, yep. uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure we'll be allowed to uh, maybe publish some of the ideas after the competition. After the competition, I'm like sure we'll be. Because yeah, when I say there's over 30 yeah. entries, that's that's 30 people who have sent ideas in. Some people mm. have sent in up to 10 or 15 ideas. So <laughs> we are, and, and it's an amazing variety. There's actual published artists, uh, published fandom artists who have entered. There's published fandom authors who have entered. There mm. are people from all over the world. There's at least two or three entries from South America. Um, I'd say probably five or six from um, Northern America, as well as a lot of Australian fans. Um, don't recognise any from Scandinavia yet, but um, I'm going off um, what people have said in Never. their in their emails um, and, and people who I who I know of or have spoken to before. So um, it's it's gone global and um, lots of fantastic stuff. And, and as you say, Jermaine, it's interesting. If if I could just 
maybe make one observation. One one thing, a trend that seems to be emerging amongst all the entries is that people would like some, I guess, uh, more affordable um, collectibles. The, there seems to be a trend amongst the suggestions for things that are you would think are going to be around the forty, fifty, sixty dollar mark instead of the up over a hundred dollar mark. Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting in itself, I think. Yeah. It's um yeah the, like the mid range, mm. um but yeah no it's um I'm looking forward to how this competition goes whether they use the one or whether they use you know there's there's probably three to five solid ideas in there that um you know would make us fans all excited and I reckon would make Icon some money which to be to be honest and to be fair. They need to make money to be able to do stuff like this. They are a business. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon there's a lot of ideas that will make everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so sometimes perhaps, as you say, after the, the winner has been um, drawn or, or announced or whatever, um, because, again, uh, just so people, to, to be put it right on the table, oh, we are not choosing ideas, we're not going through and saying oh we think this is the best one or that's the best one or whatever the whole lot are going to Icon and uh, the managing directors there are the ones who are going to select the best idea and let us know who the winner is so mm. uh, yeah, so we'll be as interested as anybody to see which which um, which of these gets made and like you said before, hopefully a whole bunch of them because there's some, some great ideas Yeah I better check our email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now before we get to um, to comics, we've got some news out of Fru. Um, I was just on their website before and I noticed, and I'll get back into their website. If I go to downloads, there's a few extra things on the um, on the downloads tab. We've got file card index one and two, which I don't think I've seen before. Yeah, I. Any news on what they are? Yeah, no, I noticed this the other day when I was, well, I think I was looking on there yes. for, for something else. Um, but the file card index list. So there's actually it it comes out to four A4 pages that you can print out. Oh, I suppose you print them out whatever size you like. But the the download is an automatic A4. Um, so I've downloaded these and printed them out and brought them home. Um, and and they're actually pretty interesting. They're they're good for a, a free download. Um, it's basically just a list of all of the cards, which means that it's really a list of all of the um, issues that Fru have published so far. Um, and it's got a bit more information. It's got it, it lists all of the information that's on the back of the card, and there's a, a touch more as well. So, what's the extra information for those who are too lazy to look at oh. themselves? Okay, so the information that's in the index is the comic number, when it was published, how many pages are in the comic, the title of it, as it was called at the time who wrote it, who the art was by, and the cover art. Um, so what's I, different? Is it just the artist and the writer? You're going to make me run over one of my file cards, eh? I think it's the artist and the writer. Is the page count on the back of the original file cards? Yeah, I think it is. Um, okay, so on the back of, and these are the file, this is file card number nine I'm reading, it has the, the number, it has the, it has just the year that it was published, not the actual... Specific date, which is on the index. It was the 2nd of the 5th, 19, it says 1905. Yeah, that's... um. Maybe that was supposed to say 1950. It's supposed to be 1949, so I'm not... Yeah, there's a well, bit of... <laughs> well, on the file card index, it says 2nd of the 5th, 1905. I think we've found a new first ever fan of comic, Jermaine. <laughs> Stuff you Yugoslavian <laughs> thing. <laughs> 
probably it's, 30 years before it was actually created. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, it, look, it's a free download. You've got to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the back of the file card also has the, the title of the story as well as the proper name of the story. It also has the cover price. Um, it does not have the writer and the author information. So, right. um, so, so the difference is uh, the full date and the author yes. and the writer. Yes, that's the key difference. Author and the artist, sorry. The author and the writer are the same thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it also, uh, it's only got one, <laughs> yeah, it's only got one uh, title, I think. Uh, okay, so. You said what, what it was called there. And yeah. What it was um, originally called. Cool. Um, also, there's no price down here. So, yeah, so anyway, I've, I've certainly printed them out in A4, as I said. I'm going to put them inside sheet protectors well, and then put those in print, the folder. You would have to print it out again because Fru's going to listen to this, realise that they've got the wrong date on it, and then they're going to have to redo it, and then you're going to have to reprint it. A few little typos. Um, yeah. Issue, issues 7, 8, and 9 all came out on the 2nd of May 1905, apparently. <laughs> Back to the future. And so did uh, issues 17, 18, and 19. <laughs> oh, this is this is not going to be the come the file card criticism index uh, index critical criticism podcast or anything. I think it's a great idea. Um, it is something yeah. that you can put in your folder and and have with the in the, um, the file cards. Um, you know, maybe a couple of little gremlins, but. The idea of it's good. And look, um, I've said this before on the podcast, you don't look a, a gift horse in the mouth. It's a, a free little download that they haven't advertised either. You just had to stumble across it. And, um, you know, I think it's good for what it is. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Rightio. Um, and, oh, yes, Fru uh, being um, a bit busy on Facebook. I think, is Dudley back from holidays? Mm-hmm. Would, would that be the reason for this? Because, um, <laughs> Was it yesterday or, or today where, hang on, I'll just get my Facebook back. Oh, no. It was yesterday. Um, yesterday, and we, um, Prue did a great big announcement. Like, uh, uh, Did they do that earlier this year, or was it last They've year? They've done it they, a um, few times where like, they post done a, done a, a number preview of times now, so, um, yeah, like the next couple of months. I, I think it's great, because it just, mm. like, it gets people, you know, it, one, it, one from a business point of view, it's good because it gets fans talking uh, it keeps them open and, and, and almost accountable to the fans. But from a fan's point of view, it's great because we get to see what's happening. We, um, you know, it may entice people whether to get signature cards or, or, or comics or, you know. So it's I think it's a great idea all around, and it gets people talking and, and stuff like that, which is what you want. Which is good for us because we like to talk. <laughs> well, that's it. So much we even started doing a podcast. It says not final art, but that 2017 Christmas special. Well, that seems to have a fairly um, Christmassy theme there, Dan. Uh, you must be happy about that. I, when I that's zoomed in actually. and saw that and realised what it was, I did a little happy dance. I'm not going to lie. I stood up at my desk and did a little happy dance, <laughs> uh, a couple of little fist pumps, because um, as, I'm not sure if everyone would remember, or certainly. In the top of the forefront of my mind is my my fruit crew badge that I earned. Uh, I'm going to say nine or ten months ago now. No, it was well, it was obviously it was around Christmas because my fruit crew badge was for the suggestion that hey, it's time to have or return to a Christmas cover on a fruit for the Christmas special. 
And uh, Dudley liked the idea so much he printed it and refused to give me a free crew badge. And then when <laughs> um, it popped up on Facebook and I commented again, he acknowledged my desperation at the time and, and uh, stopped stopped me dangling and sent me a badge. So um, I'm taking 100% complete credit for the fact that Crew are going to put a Christmas cover out this year and everyone who likes it can send me 10 cents and um, I reckon I'll get a couple of bucks. I was just going to say, um, it, probably the reason why you didn't get the free crew badge in the first place is because it wasn't your idea. It's 100% my idea. No, it's not your idea. <laughs> On the podcast, we've been talking about it for like every year beforehand, me and Joe. Who? Remember? I think I might have even as well. Yeah, you remember and, there was a podcast before you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't this start about episode 45 or something? We just... <laughs> Uh, this well, has been I, a discussion for the last three days or two days or something <laughs> like that. I, look, I, can, other, I can honestly, hand on heart, say that I've been craving a Christmas. And I know lots of people will have. Um, yeah. Ever since about the, since the late 90s when they published that one with the two frames from Little Toma on the front cover. Um, a couple of um, uh, Christmas specials after that, they had a sprig of holly or the Phantom in a Santa hat up in tucked in one corner. It was... Nice, but it was never enough. And I mentioned all of this in the letter that um, that Dudley published in the forum letters. Um, so I'm, I'm saying it was always my idea. I followed through. I sent a letter. I followed up with Facebook posts. That's what got <laughs> Dudley over the line. Um, anyway. Well, it's all me, day, mate. It's all it me. Matter, it doesn't matter <laughs> how you can try and justify it. At the end of the day, it's good to see Fru doing it. Oh, for sure. Awesome. And, and I really genuinely do think that they're going to get a bump in sales out of it because people are going to be wandering their stores at Christmas, mm-hmm. trying to spend money, um, trying to trying to come up with some present for a granddad or, or for a father or a, a stocking stuffer for the kids. And they'll exactly. see that on the shelves in their newsagents while they're looking at um, gift wrapping and that sort of thing. And they go, oh, it's Christmas themed. I'm going to grab that. So I really do think that they're going to see um, you know, some extra sales out of it. Hundred percent. Great piece of artwork agree. too. Like yeah. little nods there to um, well I'm guessing to the stories that are going to be in there. There's there's Mandrake and there's Lothar, but also there's a there's a little pop vinyl bursting out of a uh, out of a present as well. There's a few other things in there. There's a, a 2040 DVD. There's a, a an oven mitt. A couple of puzzles. I saw that. Um, so lots of gift ideas for those looking for um. Oh now there's the DVD. I see it now. That's a weird Wally. It is. It's, there's some really great detail on it. Anyway, come on, let's talk about the comics. I've been dying to talk about these comics. Uh, I said we're going to have to talk about the news for the first 20 minutes, so let's, um, you know... Oh, it's been 45. <laughs> <laughs> comics! So there's been a number of comics. Let me go down the run sheet to see where we're up to. Through publication... Okay, so... Through not only have been publishing their own comics, and we know that they've, they've got... seven. 1785, 1786, 1787, Phantom's World number one, and Kid Phantom two. But also they've been able to, well, I guess they wrangled some sort of deal with Supernova and got Gaslight number zero into the back of the um, into the Supernova um, yes. Uh, program. Yes, which was What's broken on the Phantom podcast. Yes. To uh, Chris, um, have you read it yet, Steve? Yes, I, I, I have. I've 
got myself a copy of um, Supernova. Thank you, um, Dan, for that. No worries. So, uh, Chapter Zero, Sense and Invincibility. It's, so, um, it's a good little story, isn't it? I, I really enjoyed it. With um, The character is one known to literature. Um, the Invisible Man. A lot of these... The Invisible Man. So, and I've got a feeling, just from what I've heard so far, that uh, these ga- the Scatlet... Uh, excuse me. This Gaslight series will be, um, or the Phantom will be encountering a lot of these characters from um, from this era. So, Invisible Man, Jack the Ripper, those sort of um, th- those sort of heroes, anti-heroes, villains, what have you. Well, this sort of trend um, sort of suggests that maybe Jekyll and Hyde or um, Frankenstein's monster yeah, and those sorts of things. That's the mm. yeah, from that's the era. Like, yeah. Well, they call it Gothic literature and that type of yeah. thing. Um, but I really like the way, you know, the Phantom handles the Invisible Man and, you know, you know by uh, blinding himself and relying on his other senses. And, um, like, this only goes for a couple of pages, but it, I, I just thought it was a, a short, sharp, excellent story that um, whets your appetite for um, for what's going to come. And Mar- I'm really, like, I'm not reading it at the moment, but I'm just flicking through it, and the artwork is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I love the, um, the, the, the last... Well, the last last three uh, panels, but yeah, just love the the the, the last panel. Um, you know, you walked into the wrong pub. Let me give you a visible reminder. Mm. And you just hear the whop pow type thing. So um, so it's st- good that the um, and the Phantom's got his own pub over there in <laughs> merry old England. The Violet Man. What else would you call a Phantom pub but the Violet Man? I reckon that's a great idea. So stay on that last page, guys. There's yeah. a couple of things. I, the Violet Man's got the uh, um, the good mark in the in the title. Uh, the first panel has one of uh, one of the Dipmar's 99.94 uh, um, generational prints in it, which is uh, with the fan and with his wife in the front. Now, and then if you look in the middle panel in the background, there's the two elephants um, with the tusks. Now that kind of it's not exactly the same, but it kind of reminds me of an Egmont story, which had um, it the was, white elephant. Uh, yeah, the white elephant. Do you remember that? Do you remember that as well? Uh, look, yes, obviously I remember the white elephant. I wouldn't have probably picked up that reference. I hadn't before uh, because mm. the yeah, it is. Now that you mention it, the idol in that story does look a bit like that one. Yeah, and then also instead of using the word N, it uses the word Finn, which is um, which is uh, which is interesting as well. Well, that's so, that's pretty standard in any of the, the Scandinavian stories, isn't it? It's just um, I, I I love same as with Kid Fan, which we'll get into a little bit later. But I love looking at it and getting all the little um, uh, the little little Easter eggs. And I think sometimes we may even be looking a little bit too much into it as well. But it's it's fun trying to come up with clues what could be what could be important for a future podcast discussion. Mm. Yeah, look, I... something that something that's important for a fandom though is to have his rings, and there's a page there where he's not wearing them at all. Well, yeah, that that could have something to do with um, with Gaslight One. I'm not. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but I'm not convinced by that, Jim. I know we, we've said this in, in offline discussions, but um, 
he's he's wearing his rings in some store in some panels but not others so mm. that's probably the question i have about that um jason uh, did say in the podcast that he you know sometimes uh one of the one of his challenges was making sure that he kept getting the costume right or, or consistent from frame to frame and i wonder if um the the rings is something that is a little bit hit and miss yes now before we discuss gaslight 1 um, during the week, we, we did put a call out to um, to the fans, to the listeners, and asking them if they wanted to put in a couple of notes that they wanted to mention on the podcast about their thoughts about some of the issues. So we did get one. So it's good to see that at least one person um, reads the Phantom uh, Chronicle Chamber uh, Facebook page. So that was uh, Anthony, is how he wants to be uh, referred to. I won't be reading it out all um, because... It was a really really long and thoughtful post from Anthony, so... Yeah, Yeah, it was. We really appreciate it. And um, uh, you remember who Anthony is, Dan? (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, 100% I do, yeah. <laughs> the running joke was is that Anthony had to introduce himself to Dan probably about three or four times before he actually remembered who he was. <laughs> so I'll just read out um, a couple of highlights. So he's, so Anthony's got a few things he wants to talk about regarding um, Gaslight, Zero and One. So I think okay. we'll read it all about and then we'll go into our thoughts on Gaslight one. How do you guys think about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Anthony will be leaning towards the focused. Good man. Um, <laughs> um, Should be looked at with suspicion straight away. <laughs> I like him. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> so uh, he's um, in his sixties. Uh, the literature he enjoys is. Um, the Phantom, Tarzan, Doc Savage, so that's kind of Sherlock Holmes stuff that kind of give you a bit of an idea. Um, also enjoyed uh, League of Extraordinary uh, Gentlemen, um, which I'm sure a lot of uh, comic readers know of, and there was also the movie that um, featured as well. So these feature characters like Alan Quatermain, Invisible Man, Mr. Hyde, uh, Dracula, you know, these type of things, which... As what you mentioned, we might be seeing. We we kind of get the feeling we'll be seeing a little bit of in the next. It's interesting coming. though that you mentioned the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because um, Chris Aquira in the podcast we did with him that we've already mentioned it referred to, uh, mm. he did make a point of saying that this is not the League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. So um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, no, I, I think I think it's a good point. Like like it does because every. A lot of even casual comic readers know League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and stuff like that. And it's you know it's a great comic, it's a great read, and I think you know it's very easy just to copy that idea. But I, and I think Chris has done a good job in trying not just to be a copy. That yeah, there may you know some people may kind of get the same feeling, but it's more than that. It's more I than just a, a cheap attempt of copying you yeah, know, something and, else. And, That'll that'll flesh out, I think, as we as we yeah. see more. It, certain, I can understand why people are going to make the connection right right now. Um, yeah. But I think as we see more, they'll diverge. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and the same criticism is about like there's a Batman by Gaslight as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, that came out a number of years ago. 
yeah. Um, so a couple of things that he liked was the special guest at the end of Gaslight 1, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, the Fu Manchu, um, it was... Uh, questioning if that was going to be um, making an entry, which um, some people might not know who that is, but uh, the reference to the the three. Uh, where else have we gone? Uh, looking forward to episode two. Um, where was it? Um, the Violent Man, which was what we have already um, uh, kind of discussed, which was the nod as well, which he picked up as well. Um, Loved the, the forkism things in there, like the glass of milk yes, um, and stuff like that, uh, which I think is a very good point. It, it, it shows that uh, that there's a lot of care with the smaller details that has been taken care of it, like with the glass of milk, with the little Easter eggs that we've talked about on the last page. Um, uh, Anthony's basically hooked. Uh, he loved one. And Zero sealed the deal for him. Um, gave a couple of other characters that he's wondering whether we will see, like Alan Quartermain, uh, Long John Silver, Jack Hawkins, or Sherlock Holmes even, maybe. Um, and then is yeah, Dorian Gray. Sorry? Good one too. Yeah. Dorian Gray. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see whether we see these characters or whether we see nods to them or yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I think basically from someone... Um, Oh, where was it? Um, yeah, so from from a, a forecast, uh, it's all ticks from a forecast, and so I think if you can get a tick from a forecast, I think you're on the right track. So thank you, Anthony, for um, your long um, uh, thoughts. What we might do is we might <laughs> even post... In, in hindsight... Very thorough, I think, is the word you're in, saying. In hindsight, perhaps it would have been quicker for you to just read what he wrote. <laughs> um, I reckon we might not even, um, <laughs> no, with some permission I'll just keep ignoring those uh, fools in the background uh, with some permission we might uh, we'll copy your, your thoughts and put it on the blog post with the um, podcast so what do you guys think about um, uh, Gaslight 1 well I was going to go from one focus to another you know to the residential forecast. oh yeah um, yeah so, Dan, what do you think of the story? Yeah, look, are we still just talking about zero or are we including one as well? One. Go to well, one. We've talked about zero. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah. just uh, I agree with everything that was said there about um, liking both of them. Um, the, as a forecast, I suppose, I did really enjoy all of those nods that we've, we've mentioned, all of them. Um, the one the one thing that I probably would, uh, if, if I was providing notes to uh, to the writer... I would just say, hey, why not throw in an old jungle saying from time to time? Because I don't think in these two stories yet we've seen any old jungle sayings, and there certainly was an opportunity when he's fighting the Invisible Man um, to, to throw one in, for instance. Um, you know, uh, or make one up. Or make one up. That's exactly right about the the ability to the, has the senses of a jungle cat or these sorts of things. So. Yeah. Um, so that would be my only my only note. Other than that, um, I'm really enjoying the story. The, I love the artwork, the pacing that um, Jason Palos is putting into it. If, I'm flicking through issue one now, and just the panel sizes, lots of short, sharp panel sizes. This is almost um, newspaper stripish in a way, but then boom, with the the big um, 
full page reveal on the last page of issue one, uh, which Chris and uh, Jason and, and we and we talked about back in the podcast that we did with them. Um, it, that is just absolutely stunning. It just jumps out um, after you've after you've been spending time uh, seeing all those nice sharp panels that he's done in the lead mm. up to that. Yeah. Definitely agree. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great big, oh, I'd say full stop, an exclamation mark for the um, exclamation mark. for the end of the first chapter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just bang, there it is. And look, this so, is a month old. It's, it's a month old now. I think we can say uh, we held on to it in the, in the other podcast. Um, Julie, Julie Walker has arrived and appeared, um, and it's just fantastic to see what's going to be well, certainly what looks like is going to be a full story about the twins and, and them co-operating um, as the Phantom. Yeah, so random question. Is the lady that we see at that serving tea um, in the Violent Man pub when the Phantom rocks up, is that Julie or is that a, another lady? Well, that's what I'm trying to work out right now because... Um... She's missing a tooth, which yes. if you're a fandom, that's probably something that's going to happen. <laughs> but um, when you, you see the, the, the full-page Julie... She's not, not missing a tooth. And so what I... Because if you're looking at the page nine, you've got the... Which that's probably, apart from Julie, is probably my favourite, is this the whole sequence, is that she's missing a tooth in the second panel and then... Um, and then she's not. But so I reckon it's not Julie, and I reckon they've done a bit of a switcheroo. But it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's um, it just yeah, it's it's a good, it's um, you're not really sure whether it is or not. Oh, I thought it was for sure, personally. Mm. I, uh, is that is that waitress actually named at all? I'm just trying to see. No. Dor- uh, Doris. She's called she's called Doris by um, by the by, oh yes by yeah. So I reckon the, the the missing tooth might be the way of kind of figuring that out. But um, yeah, I wonder if anyone else kind of got a little bit confused or or um, were wondering that. So so a question: the first page. Um, famously, I was a little bit confused by it um, when we were interviewing uh, Chris and Jason. And, uh, and Jason had a little heart attack and died yeah. on the inside. So. Um, so does the first page That's a podcast that I haven't listened to yet? <laughs> so does the first page make sense to everyone else? Yeah, I, yeah. It's a phantom scaling his kids because they nicked off with the leash. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I never really um, had too many problems with it. It, it, it's, it's. We know, we know from talking to the creators that episode zero was. Uh, a bit of an afterthought. It was it was a, it was an opportunity that came up in terms of putting something into the Supernova um, program that was not intended to be part of the story. So when Christopher would have gone to write this, I think page one was his prologue, and then you get into the the rest of the story from page two. So they are to be considered separately. The two kids that are obviously you know it, it's it's quite quite open about the fact that this is the 16th Phantom, and he's talking to his two twins. And then when we turn the page, to me, that's that's obviously the 17th Phantom. So the rings that they missed, that they um, 
that they lost is are they the the good and the bad mark and the skull mark or are they other rings? I assume it's well. The... That, that's what you'd assume it is. But why? Why isn't he wearing them? Why is he is he taken off to go to the shower or something? Mm. I don't think we're going to know the true answer to that and how that first page fits for a little while yet. But um, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be something to watch this space. Yeah. Um, we we should uh, state um, that episode sixty five is the uh, podcast you want to go back to if you are keen on. Hearing now, now that we've got episode zero and one out, if you haven't already listened to the Phantom by Gaslight podcast, episode 65, or even if you did at the time but want to go back now and, and understand it better, um, I think it's worth doing. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the backup story? <laughs> the, backups. the backup story. <laughs> the Phantom Cult. So this is a, a Madden and Veluto um, combination. Um, as always... Baludo's art's um, fantastic. Well, I always like Baludo's art. Mm. Um, um, it's Philip Madden, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Um, who has written some fantastic stories. Um, but this one... Isn't one? Not his best. No. Yeah. No. Now, what's, what, what don't, what, what's, what's your, I guess, the word problem with it? <laughs> it just doesn't seem to sit, if I, if I remember correctly. Just okay, I'll go. I'll go. My yeah. I, the yeah. story. This, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, um, and I've shared this with Dan because we had a bit of a discussion with this when uh, during Supernova, is that my problem, in a sense, is not so much the story. The stories, and like like you said, it's not the best, it's not the worst. It's a you know, it's a, a classical fandom story. Maya is, does this story fit well with a, uh, a comic that is being pushed at a Supernova event where one of the criticisms that the Phantom tends to get, and I remember sitting through the Kid Phantom uh, panel from that was over in Perth, and half of the conversation was along the lines of where does the phantom sit in today's society being a white man ruling over black people. So in my, in, in thinking about that and then in reading this story and then with this issue, because we've got gaslight and, and stuff and the fact that, you know, it's being pushed at supernova with the jam cover. Is this story something that is maybe misplaced in this supernova issue that's does that kind of make sense i see what you mean i hadn't thought of it though yeah it does to me um what you're saying there's a lot there's a there's a number of reasons why i think it's it's a shame that this was the and, and you say it's the backup story it certainly turned out to be that way it's interesting that um phantom by gaslight has been sold to us or or you know has been planned to be the filler at the end of these 22-page stories, and, and Heart of Darkness has always been, for instance, you know, it's, it's doing that job. Heart of Darkness has always been at the back of the story. This is the Phantom Cult issue, 1785, plus Phantom by Gaslight Part 1, and yet they've reversed them. I think that's the right way to have done it, if only because the um, the story quality is is in that order. Phantom by Gaslight's a better quality story than the Phantom Cult. 
Um, yeah, it's not necessarily the Phantom story that you'd want to have. Um, if everyone's read their Supernova issue zero, oh, there's the Fru booth. They've also got Phantom, I guess, like part one. Really keen to grab that. And then to be greeted by the Phantom Cult as the as their introduction. I'd, I'd much rather, this is not going to surprise anyone, I'd much rather have seen a classic Lee Fork story as the backup to Phantom Gap by Gaslight. Um, in in colour, in yep. colour, printed, printed, uh, top quality, top clear, um, yep. you know, beautiful colours and hard. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 where do you sit? I, I tend to agree with Dan, which is, you know, saying a fair bit. What about you, uh, <laughs> Steve? <laughs> if you've got a postmodern well, we and, might... a, and a and a forkist agreeing, that you know. <laughs> He, um, I think Dan makes a, a, an excellent point, and if they're gonna, yeah, if they're gonna include a, a fog, then yeah, give it the, the full colour treatment, and um, yeah, make sure it's the full story. Um, that, yeah, that might have been a, a good idea. Would you, what um, artist would you go with? I'd, I'd, I'd say Cy Barry myself. Yeah, I think you would um, go Cy Barry, because just because it's got that more modern touch and more modern look, yeah. And, and you know, as much as we all love Wilson McCoy and Ray Moore and some of these others, Cy Barry has, and I'm looking at it from a perspective of someone who's not a fan or a casual fan or someone who's looking to pick a back up or, or a kid who is looking for a, a comic to, to read and stuff like that. Cy Barry probably is going to um, appeal a little bit more. Um, there's and, the, there's that know, nostalgic value that um, is more yeah more attainable, more approachable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't have a problem with the story. I just thought the the placement of the story with the issue was was maybe not the best. Yeah, but again, yeah. that's just my somebody, opinion. I think somebody had written somewhere that they didn't like, and that kind of tainted my view before I got a chance to to read it. So I was already kind yeah. of negative. Yeah. But when I read it, you know, it was it's not my favourite uh, Madden story. It's not, you know, not the worst story I've ever read. Exactly. It's a story. Um, it reminded me of um, was it this year or last year? There was a um, a character who was trying to take the jungle back. Um, you know, by, by oh, the Black back. Napoleon. So yeah, so I'm I'm thinking, is this a um. I don't know if that's a Madden story or not, so I was wondering if this was a sequel to it. Yeah, I don't, don't think so. I doubt I don't, Yeah, I don't think it's related. Similar themes, though. You're right, and I hadn't thought of that. Very similar themes. That's why I thought yeah. um, Thought that. Um, anything else about the story there? The cover of... Well, there's two covers we need to talk about. Um, I think... Oh, I didn't pick up my job. I've, I've talked about Chris Weil... Um, being my likely cover of the year, but I tell you what, this has got to be part of the conversation. The Salvaludo um, cover—that is mm. absolutely stunning. Um, no, hang on, you're not allowed to say that, Dan. You've been bribed that you have to vote uh, one of Jamie Johnson's. Um, oh, mate, to it's going to make it more impressive when I pick Jamie Johnson because I've talked about Salvaludo and how good that is. <laughs> Crying out loud, keep up. <laughs> And especially when you have a look at the um, the original Phantomet cover, like that's pretty drab and boring. Then you get this one; it's just bursting. Um, actually, it's, it's um, yeah, awesome, isn't it? Yep. Which and I like his um his take on the um on the idol, you know, that he's standing in front of. Like in the um in the comic, it doesn't look anywhere near that detail. No. 
Which is saying a fair bit because that's Henrik Selstrom, uh, who's um, he's probably you know the the best uh, Egmont cover artist at the moment. So um, and I think that story is actually about um, uh, Kit and Heloise. That's Heloise on the front oh, cover and Kit. So it's not the actual Phantom Cold. Well, no, it is, but there's two stories in that one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cover's not yeah. up to do with it. Yeah. And. Um, mm. And so obviously we've got this as the, the standard newspaper issue cover. Um, and have you have you did I did I send you a copy of the Supernova cover? Didn't I, Steve? You did, but I didn't pick it up to to review at the moment. No, that's right. Um, people will be pretty familiar with that anyway because it's been splashed around, and it is the four five images from Rufolio uh, mm. Five as well. So um, I think it, I think it's come out really well as a jam cover again. Uh, Jermaine, did you? Yeah, oh, the jam cover is brilliant. Um, it's a it's a great concept. Um, you know, I, I think it's has to be for the foreseeable future uh, a staple of what fruit produces. Um, you know, same they, five artists every year. Do you think it's, we've seen the same five ooh. contribute to the to the jam cover two years in a row now? I think that's just that's just how it's happened. I think I reckon I reckon it's by design. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know. Well, we have any new new people in, into the new artists into the fold in the last twelve months? Oh, there's been there's, there's been almost new a, Australian artists, I should say. Yeah, there's been an almost uh, a new artist cover for every issue <laughs> lately. Um, it's been great, especially if you're a signature series uh, subscriber. Um, you're definitely getting your money's worth. Um, Shane Foley this, has to be in the conversation for this, surely. Yeah, the same. I don't know. I really don't know. It's a very good question um, because I kind of like because they've all got great different styles. Like you've yes. got Glenn, who's very slick. You got Jamie, who's you know, who's got many different styles. Um, he's got the so same. There's such a as, strong as Glenn. It's a really yeah. strong character, Jamie's. Yeah, and then you've got um, Jeremy McPherson's, who's who's almost like a, you know, who's very thin lines. Um, it's, you know, like beautiful Italian-esque. It is, isn't uh, it? Yeah. You, yeah. You've got uh, Antonio who does, you know, I think he's the only one uh, the last two times who's actually done, uh, like, painted or or with the, um, uh, I was going to say crayons, but they're not really crayons. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's how yeah, you draw, mate. Mean. Not how Antonio draws. <laughs> Um, and then you've got um, uh, Chewy as well. So they're very five different different styles, and I think it works quite well. Um, whether you change it up, I don't know. Do you mess with something that's working? It, it's a it's a great question. Do, do you go do you go six seven? How many how many pictures can you fit how on it? Can you fit on a double? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I tend to think that you don't mess with something that's working. But you're right in saying that there are so many great artists who um, who miss out in a sense. Mm. I don't know. Maybe we'll leave it there. And we'll... Anyway. <laughs> this is this is why um, now we get the big bickies and we just uh, talk about what they might awesome. be able to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> they make the decisions and we comment. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you blokes uh, read the forum letters in uh, this issue? I nah, did at the time, I don't but I think it's worth bothering, is it? Should we just move on a bit? 
Well, well, well. Before we move on, you know, that you got that great big long letter there at the start from John from uh, oh, must okay. be one of uh, your neighbours there. Jermaine is from WA. He's having a big gripe. Um, then every other letter seems to be um, totally against whatever John just said. <laughs> but if you have a look at Dudley's last, <laughs> if you have a look at Dudley's last response, have you seen that? We love desperation here at Fru. It's part of our daily milieu. This is actually a great. Su- Great suggestion. Did you hear that? I so, you that. I you skipped over the bit where he Steve, wasn't sure about the maths. <laughs> yeah. Now, hey, and I'll, hey, I'm going to cover myself here. <laughs> I said 40-something. I, I did it very quickly. I didn't say it was going to be $40. <laughs> I said 40-something. If I had time to work out, I would say, oh, yeah, it's 43. No worries. It's just as well you're not a maths teacher. And, right, and 40, to be fair, so, it, yeah. you did write this while we were recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, and you're not a maths teacher either. You're not a maths teacher. You're an, um, what <laughs> teacher are you? <laughs> um, music and RE at the moment. But I've I've taught maths and English and everything else. Um, yeah. Which is a little bit of a worry, so you can't uh, divide, what is it, 172 between four, <laughs> and you're teaching the next yeah, generation maths. You. More me. <laughs> you, could, you could just edit all this out, Steve. I will. I've got the power. <laughs> The resulting communication and his response was fantastic and a very honest appraisal. He's actually talking about my son, Tom, here, who, um, as you all know, if you listen to um, the Kid Phantom uh, response episode 63. Uh, podcast, he was, episode 63, thank you, Dan. Um, he's first came off the rank, talking about um, Kid Phantom number one. And actually, stay tuned to the end and you'll hear a little bit of Kid Phantom number two that he, that he puts in. Um, so for going above, hear this. So going above and beyond. Oh, can't see. I'm in the dark. Here. So for going above. Turn on the open the dashboard light. <laughs> I don't want to flatten the battery. Um, so for going above and beyond in support, we are going to present you with both father and son crew crew awards. This is fantastic. Congratulations. Finally, hear that? Finally, he sees desperation. And he knows a fan when when he um, hears one. And we've so just thank you very much, Dudley. Thank you, Shush, Jermaine. I haven't finished saying thank you. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, Jermaine. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Dudley. Thank you, Renee. Um, I, when I put the badge on on Tom, he he wore it with pride all around uh, Ballarat. We went and saw Cars Three. He, he wore it out to the cinema. It was fan. I should have taken some photos of him out in the wild with it on. <laughs> Um, but he's taken very good care of it um, since then. He's um, put it on his desk with his special things. So um, thank you very much, uh, Fruit Crew. Um, we appreciate it a lot. This is starting to become a Steve Gets a Fruit Crew badge podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, kudos wow. to you. This is the first time that um, there's been a, a, a double Fruit Crew badge um, award ceremony. So well done. And can I just say, like, we, when we spoke to... Oh, not sure is when we spoke to Sammy J, but certainly in conversation with him at different points, he's been very excited about the fact that he got um, his uh, advertisement, advertisement into um, Fruit Comics, and so suddenly there's pictures of Sammy J and whatever. I'd like to point out that that's actually the second time that the podcast has had a shout out in um, in the Fruit Comics as well. So um, very excited that uh, we've made our own small small little impact. Um, in that way. Is there only two? I reckon we might have got a third one again before you were on board. 
Again, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Do they even count? <laughs> I think that was when our, our listeners actually peaked. <laughs> what could you possibly have had to say that might have got them interested? Uh, anyway, let's move on to uh, the Replica Collector series. Through 1786, three. Replica number 11. Now, there's a big change in Replica oh. 11. The cover has changed. Yeah, so, it's nice, uh, isn't it? Replica series... What the cover? Mm. Yeah. And what I'm, I'm what is that a what's that a picture of? Well, what I'm really interested here is exactly what you say. What is it a picture of? It's apparently a picture of a sculpture. Now, um, Eden Smalls. So I get the signature series, as you know, and Eden Smalls is the um, artist that's credited with it. And word on the street, I suppose, or, or trying to read between the lines of different conversations that I've seen on Facebook and and wherever is that he's a sculptor and that there is a fan out there who has commissioned this and is perhaps going to have this as a bust or a torso, I'm not sure, available for um, collectors to get copies of at some point in the future. So, um, Interesting. That's Yeah, it is interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be... Um, one of those mid-range options that we were sort of talking about before. I think it could be a big-ticket item from what I can judge. I'm not sure that it's going to be licensed. I think not. Um, but it is certainly something that might be worth so keeping an John eye on. John won't out. be getting it then. John Cooks no. won't be getting it if it's not licensed. But, it, but then it, if it's featured <laughs> on the front of a fruit, does that make it, oh, you know? So uh, a, a question, do you think we'll get it for the next 10 issues? Yep. That's what that, I think. They go ten by ten by ten by ten. I think that's the way to go because it, there, there's a suggestion. Well, there's the the um, the replica folders that you so lovingly have cherished, Jermaine, and, and bought and taken home because you just love the replica series. You've bought the the box to put them in, um, and that holds ten comics, if I'm not mistaken. So do you reckon so, you'll get a new folder as well then? Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, just, yeah. There's always going to be saps who just need to be completists and buy one of everything. So, uh, But if you were a completist, you'd have to buy two of these, one to put in the folders and then one to put in with your free collection because yes. you can't have them separate. And you're going to have to get two of the folders so that you can keep one flat and one open um, yeah. and assembled. Yeah, and then if they make the Phantom in different colours as well, you're going to have to buy again. One of each. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to actually say something positive about this series, about this comic. Good. Um, I, I just heard Dudley fall off his chair as we listening to this. Um, <laughs> um, but the print quality is actually not bad. Oh, so you've actually even looked at the story. Yeah, I'm flicking through it right now. <laughs> there's there's the a first. Print, <laughs> the Flying Horse story in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got some good classic... Um, uh, Wilson McCoy's, but the print quality is better than what I have seen previously. So I'm not sure whether they've just got better copies of it that they've copied, but um, yeah, it's a lot. It's it's you know almost readable. You're not having fuzzy uh, pages. Uh, it's you know it's fairly clear. It's readable, and you know if. Um, and from what I've seen, you're not, they're not too edited as well. So, um, you know, people who actually want to read this are actually going to get, you know, a decent read out of it. And, and these are good so, stories. That's, you yes. Know, um, they're, they're good 
these are these are the phantom stories that um, people read and fall in love with. You're not going to fall in love with the character if you've read the Phantom Cult. You could fall in love with the character if you read these. Yeah. You got anything nice to say, Steve, or should we move on? Um, well, I haven't had a chance to, to read it. I almost read it today, but um, then the kids happened. But um, so the reprints in this issue are number 169, which is the 1959-60 daily story, Uguru and the Witchman, which, uh, with the art by, as we mentioned before, Wilson McCoy. Uh, 168 is the 1954 daily story, The Wrestling Tawny. And number 167 is another uh, story from 1950, another daily from 1954, Ragon's Game, with art by Wilson McCoy. Um, now, before we go on, is there anything you want to um, argue about Barry Stubberfield's um, history there, Jermaine? <laughs> um, to be honest, I haven't read it. Well, oh, yeah, so th- that cannot... we'll assume that he is correct. The, the Barry's history part is probably... I, I've said before that I don't read the message from the publisher first, but I do actually read Barry's first. Of course, I've read the stories before, so that's um, that's part of it. But, gee, I really do like Barry Stubberfield's... Um, history of each story. He's quite in-depth about the various yes. things that you're seeing for the first time, the, the, the differentiation between the last time you might have seen it. Um, it's, it is it is an absolute treat as a, as a historian and a Phantom fan to read through these things and go, well, you know, wow, this, this really puts it all into context. This might be worth, um, and here's an idea for a, a Fruit Crew badge, um, this might be worth uh, compiling all of the Barry Stubberfield's um, messages at some point and publishing them in the correct order, you know, not in the backwards order that we're going. Yep, all right. I just had that as a free download. That'd be good. Well, yeah. there you go. Already Actually, there. That's, or that's, even that's... as a, um, uh, a cool like a blog post type of thing on the, yeah. on the Fruits website. Yeah. Mm, that's actually, yeah. Good ideas all around. That's it. We are full of them. When we're not dribbling nonsense, we do come up occasionally. Full of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, and we are just doing the regular through issues at the moment before we go on to the other ones. Um, we have this. Oh, we have this week's um, issue, which is the Pugilist. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> um, which is it's an old Scandinavian story. Is, Nineteen sixty six. Yeah, I've, I've got nineteen sixty six here, but someone said it was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, it's nineteen ninety six. Um, so nineteen ninety six. Um, by Ramurthy and Felming. So yeah, I think don't think Ramurthy was back in. Well, when I saw that, I thought, well, this must have been Ramurthy's first ever story. Nineteen sixty six. Well, Ramurthy actually uh, went under a pen name for the first. 10 years or whatever, how long, uh, Michael Tiris, uh, T-I-E-R-R-E-S or something. That was actually a pen name, and then he went to uh, his real name, which is the class uh, Ramurthy. Um, so this one delves into a bit of uh, phantom history. we got the phantom going into the chronic, uh, fairly recent history. It's not, um, not delving back into pirate ships or anything like that. Um, which has um, some great connotations for the Jungle Patrol. We're not going to read, not going to give too much away. Here. Well, by the time this um, gets published, this would have been out for a week and a half. 
Jermaine's very excited yeah. about the spoiler in this one. He now, has barely been able to contain himself yeah, on Facebook. When did you pick it up? When did you guys pick when, it up? Sorry? No, no, no. You tell uh, us when you picked it up because we've both already told you when we picked well, it up. And you, I reckon you must have picked it up on about the third panel, the way you talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you mean the, the, the twist? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it obviously has something to do with the Jungle Patrol. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that DP is Swedish or Scandinavian for JP. Because um, I reckon yeah. I've seen that a few times. Um, so obviously this has something to do with the Jungle Patrol. And, um, this young fellow, what's his name? Will or Bill, they call him. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, you know, he's going to fall into some to some bad guys that would be a tale of redemption, and, and you know, he'll end up in the Jungle Patrol. Um, but as it turns out, who who he actually was, I I, I didn't see that coming until like. Right at the end, it, it totally, totally had me stuffed. No, yeah. me too. I, I'll be honest. The, the, when he, we we see him sign his name on the last page, that's when I first, well, when I realised, oh, this is who that's going to be. Um, I think if you had read the message from the publisher first, you might be looking for it because Dudley does um, borderline spoiler it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I did read it. I yeah, did read it first and I didn't. disagree with you there. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, um, nothing new there, but um. Well, uh, no, this, it, this is because I read that first and I still didn't. I still didn't have my brain. This it. is to. Uh, I suppose it, maybe in hindsight it looks worse than it is, but to 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 quote, um, to bring you a story from the chronicles which sheds light on the history of one of the highly revered and prominent characters of the Phantoms universe. So I suppose if you were actually concentrating on that and going right, I'm going to read this story and work out which highly revered and prominent character it's talking about. Um, you might, maybe it's only reading it afterwards that uh, yeah, yeah, I reckon that, that, that comes out. I reckon it's because we didn't know that. Then he, he goes on to talk about all the supernova stuff, so I get all hooked on the um, <laughs> book. And I totally, totally forget what he wrote in the first paragraph. <laughs> Have you noticed the the text actually gets smaller towards yeah. the bottom? It's like they ran out of space, so he's getting smaller and smaller. Um, but we didn't know, like from from what I remember reading about um about weeks we didn't know that he came from ireland we didn't know that he was a boxer we knew he was fit um this doesn't feature the big mop but the the big fringe like we see yeah uh and it doesn't quite look like and there's no pipe yeah there's no pipe um (laughs) but because even in the triad story uh which was 95 i believe so it would have even been before this one definitely mid to before 97 or around, yeah, between 95 and Yeah, I think it was 1101 uh, or something like that um, in the triad story. He's got the fringe in that story, and that's when he's a, a recruit and just been accepted. So that would have been just, a, you know, probably a couple of months after this Pugula story. So he grew the fringe quite quickly. So yeah, he's missing some of the um, the physical characteristics. Which could have which could have given it away. Yeah, which could have given it away. Um, I must admit, uh, I didn't get a chance to be to figure it out because I actually knew it was about four because um, I didn't I didn't get a chance to try and figure it out or pick up on the last page because I actually knew about this story previously. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, I kind of knew the, the who downside was of being an international collector. Yeah, uh, so that's why I was <laughs> that's why I was interested in when you guys picked it up is you know um, you know kind of figuring out when other people picked it up. But the I was I was good, to be honest I was distracted by what I thought was going to be a different twist, <clears throat> which was the um, the old drunk cleaner at the gym. I thought that was going to turn out to be Bill's dad who had disappeared. Um, oh, years, years yeah. ago and um, so I was sort of focused on that potential plot twist and then it didn't happen so yeah um, but the arts the arts brilliant this is filming at his best oh, it's, it's a spectacular this is awesome I would agree with that yep. so I have a question another question yep. why yeah, you a lot of do questions. you think yeah. Well, I'm actually just trying to have decent conversations because there's a little trash in this podcast. Oh, you've, you've picked um, the wrong podcast. <laughs> um, why do you think Fru originally ignored this issue? I have no idea. It's a great story. Mm. If I was going to, if I was going to put five bucks on why I thought this was ignored, I would say it's the scene on page thirteen, fourteen. Um, which is when the Bill, the protagonist, is seduced by um, Miss Faraway, uh, Muriel Faraway, who is the bad guy, I suppose, the, the femme fatale in this the story. Of the, week. the villain of the week, that's it. Um, that's a good one. It's, it's um, a little bit risque. There, there's a one particular panel where there's a bit of... Um, well, we're trying to keep it family friendly, aren't we, Stephen? Um, there's a panel on page 14, or whatever it was I just said, which is a bit more revealing than others. So I don't know. That's the only possible reason I can think of. I know Jim was not big on um, nudity and that sort of thing. I don't think that's particularly big nudity. I'm certainly not worth a PG rating or anything like that. Um, that would be my guess. Do you think it could... Is it because, it, it, because of the character? It, it, it's not... Um, Not showing him in the best light, light yeah. I think that's what it is. But then it, but then it's, you know, like I said at the start, you know, it's a tale of redemption, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. I, that, um, I, which which negates that argument. Yeah, I think it it, it really helps flesh out the character. Um, yes. And yeah. and provides a, a really good and effective backstory. So. Yeah. I if that, if that was the reason, I was it could always just be it got lost back in 1996 and he never saw it. Maybe. Well, there was a. To be fair, there has actually been a couple of stories in 1996 that were rejected initially. I think there was this one. Um, there was Diana's new job, which was published like eight years or ten years later. Um, and then I think there was the Ghost Train, which I think was around that time as well. Um, so there was there was a couple of stories around this era that were missed. So not really sure why. Well, um, there's a lot going on in the Phantom world in 1996 too, yeah. so it would not be hard yeah. to um, be distracted by all of the, the shiny lights and, and uh, moving pictures that were going on. Yeah, and we were still getting a lot of unedited stories as well, like, you know, proper. So it could have just been that this was not uh, did not rank highly. Um, and so that's why it was missed. But it was just—it's interesting. I reckon, I reckon, Steve, you're on the on the money. Um, 
um, with that one. Why I reckon yeah. why I agree, but um, I've lost my yeah. five bucks, and here's me saving saving for Supernova. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there's another there's another thing that kind of gets me is that you've got um, uh, so in the Sunday stories we've got Colonel Weeks' grandchild uh, yep. or grandson, which is last yep. name son. So did did Caroline Weeks, who I'm assuming ended up getting married and having a child and, and stuff like that, did she keep her father's name? Or does Colonel Weeks have another another kid? Huh. Mate, if you're going to go into that sort of stuff, how is the 21st Phantom? Yeah, I mean, how is the 21st Phantom? No, this week's and the, the continuity is all stuffed up as we've discussed discussed before. Like um, Colonel I'm, Weeks is I'm not just, old. Just enough. throwing it out there. Uh, I was talking about this issue, I went off on a long tangent, and it made me think. So anyway, we'll move on. Well, um, before we do, I just I'm going to throw this out at you. Oh, how good um, is the cover? Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, good okay, talk about the cover, then I'm going to throw a point at you. Yeah, well, it's a good cover. Yeah, your turn, Dan. Oh, <laughs> that was that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the one of the, um, the innovations of the new Fruit Crew is this let's bring back some of the stories that have been forgotten or, or were missed by Jim Shepard back in the day and that sort of thing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think this is the best of all of those so far. Ooh. Oh, definitely a quality story. Of all of them? And it's probably going to be... I can't remember the other one. Including Princess Sin, uh, the Art Collector, um... Oh, man. I've can't... You've got some of the... Like... I would I would agree that it's one of the better ones. Whether it's the best one, it will be it will be up there. But I'm not sure if it will be the best one. I would have. Well, what to, would you have I in would front have of it to look at? Um, I enjoyed Princess Sin, the saga, and I know you know I don't want to bring that up again because we've talked about it for probably about an hour in one of the last podcasts. Yeah. Um, but at the top of my head. It would definitely be one of the top ones. I would have to look. We'd have to see a thorough at, list, yeah. Yeah, I would have to relook at the list to be able to tell you whether it would be um, my favourite. Um, it's a little bit hard to judge seeing this one is fresh, um, but I agree with that. It's one of the better ones, but it's a good point. It would actually be worth maybe you sort know, of keeping an eye on that. Two. Yeah, having a, a almost like a separate list of all of mm. these ones that they've brought back and then rate them. Yeah. All right. We'll file that away for the podcast mm-hmm. after Jeff Weigel part two. <laughs> okay. Um, now, that's uh, the last of the, the regular uh, fruit issues that have been released lately. Um, now, we already know, know about the Kid Phantom series that are through... Uh, have published, and we'll get to Kid Phantom number two in just a moment. But their latest, um, their latest series is the Phantoms World, is the Phantoms World. Um, so instead of having them in the normal uh, numbering, they've started their own numbering. So the Phantoms World special number one, they're all going to be well. I'm guessing that they're all going to be jumbo size, hundred pages. Yeah, from what um, we understand, yes. Quarterly. Yep. From what we understand, and um, they and of course they're. Uh, stories that have never been published 
uh, or by fruit or by or in English, in English yeah. um, I think is the is the thing the selling point there. Never never published in English. Um, and to be fair, think, a lot of these stories have not been published in Egmont either. Yeah, um, which was my next point. Um, I think these ones all came from Italy. If I that has um, been a. I, th- I think the first one, Kidnapped, was hasn't been published ever. Yeah, never published before. Yes, uh, Kidnapped. Um, plus two Italian classics, never published before in English. So um, um, we're going over to the Mediterranean, I think, with um, with this issue. I think they're all. Are they all from Italy? Yeah, and the vast vast majority of the um, Phantom's World, even the the one, two, three, four that we've seen so far in the regular through numbering, have been Italian too. I'd I'd hazard yes. a guess. Mm. Sparta. Yeah, that seems that seems to. Fratelli Sparta. So, is this really more Phantoms Italy than it is Phantoms well, World? No, I think it it's up somewhere. Yeah, like modern civilization tends to come from. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just empire, I, so why not? Yeah, true. Italy? I'm looking forward to seeing, particularly South Americans, is probably what I'm um, keen to see a bit of. Um, we well, know we about... have seen. Yeah, we've we've seen the you know in the annual, uh, we've seen um, a German one from there. I personally think that the Italian ones are probably the better quality compared to, and I hope I don't offend any of the others, but compared to the German ones because the art's quite basic in Germany. Yeah, but there's um, a lot of there's a lot of joy to basic art. Like Wilson McCoy, a lot of his um, art is quite. Yeah. I'd, yeah, there's beautiful basic, and, what, and then there's cheap basic. When they published Ger- <laughs> when they published the German ones, will they publish them in red? Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, There's a lot more unpublished Italian art or stories than there is German, South America, and even India. I was actually Um, starting to wonder if um, Glenn and Dudley and Renee are keen on a... um, on a tax-deductible trip to Italy, the way they're going with all of these Italian <laughs> stories, and they've got um, the, the artist for the Christmas cover, he's Italian. Um, the, the artist for the graphic novel that we know is coming up, he's Italian. Is that where Dudley's been these last two weeks? So on a uh, on a tax-deductible trip. <laughs> um, but to, and also another thing is that these Italian comics are fairly attainable to the average fan in, in a sense that you can get them quite easily. Like I've, like I think from memory, well, not the first one here. It's the first time it's published. Uh, well, no, <laughs> That's no, no, right. What I'm saying is that the, the Sparta stories are quite easy to get a hold of. Um, you know, you can pick them up for, you know, 10 bucks Australian, and then you've got shipping on top. So, you know, so they are a lot more accessible than some of the others. Okay, so from what you understand, and I and I literally have no clue what's going on here, are through scanning those ten dollar copies that they can buy off eBay or whatever, and then reproducing them, you know, re re dialoguing, I suppose, and then uh, or re lettering and and then publishing them, or are they actually uh, acquiring the original artwork? Uh, some of the stuff they are. Um, some of the stuff. Some of the stuff, they, they do have the original art. Like, for instance, the filming stuff, he would have all that original art, so he could, you know, he's probably got scans of it, he can send it through. Um, some of this original art for the um, the other stories I don't think is available anymore. It's probably been destroyed or lost and stuff. So I would say, yes, they would be 
um, collecting it. Now, no, I know Renee has almost a complete set of the French ones, I believe, and I know, knowing Glenn, he would probably have almost a complete set of the French and the Italian one as well. And I know other people like Guy Passant um, and some others who have got complete sets as well, so... Um, of like the French ones and the Italian it's a ones. Worth so, asking them, right? Yeah, it, it's I'm only it's probably an educated guess, but I would say yes, they uh, are scanning him in. Well, we'll we'll wait Bruce reply. Yes, <laughs> because I'm sure that's the first thing they'll do when they listen to this. Is it? Oh, well, I must. Uh, I'll add something in the comment section. <laughs> the concept the con- did we, we just do the concept? concept well do you hang on do you prefer it as three stories in one as a hundred oh, pages standalone or, in the or do you prefer yeah standalone or as a regular well i'm going to put my cranky old man pants on for a second and say that it now is suddenly far too confusing oh, i don't know what fru are doing because there's this for forever and a day i've just been able to collect Number 1650, then 1651, then 1652, etc., etc., and I'm comfortable with that. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I've got to worry about what's going on with Giant Size Phantom, there's a Phantom's World, there's a Kid Phantom. Um, what is Fru even doing anymore? How do I know what I'm collecting? Grumpy old man. What about you, Steve? <laughs> No, look, and, um, and that's very tongue-in-cheek. I don't, I don't believe any of that for a moment, <laughs> and I'm very comfortable with what's going on. But that is, that is a concern I have heard, and I've spoken to people in real life, not just on the internet, who have said that exact thing to me. So um, where, do we, where do we stand on that, that, the fact that this is suddenly starting to get confusing okay. in terms of I, all of the different crews? don't think it's confusing in the sense that if you look at the latest issues of Fruit, the Pugilist, you've got out now, you've got it, you know, buy from your newsagent, comic book store or direct from free. So they are advertising a lot better in the sense that you can pick up this stuff besides your local subscription. If you go to the newsagent, at, probably at the start, the newsagents were a little, little bit behind the ball in that they could order this stuff. But I think now... Yeah, I think now they are a lot more on the ball and they are stocking all um, uh, lines or whatever. Oh, I can't think of the right word. Um, you know, series titles. Series, yeah. titles, yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Um, a lot of other publishers do stuff similar. Through did it back in the day with... Um, they had various Super titles, Yank. Super Yank, Giant Size, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Back when the cranky old men were, were young Yeah, when they were young. young they were complaining about the old, old, the old cranky people back in their day. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I think... I think at first it probably could have been advertised and explained a little bit better, but I think they've done it a lot better now. I don't think it's an issue in short. All right, what about the fact that it is now, it, it, and, and this is a fact, it's costing more because um, yes. regular, there's more products, so there's more to buy. So yes. suddenly you've got this $10 product, you've got the giant size $10 product, you've got the Kid Phantom, uh, what, $7.95 product, like, and those are all extra things. Um, 
but no one's know, forcing you to buy them. No, true, that's true, and and I've and I've spoken to people who have made the decision, um, and they've made the call on Giant Size. I'm not going to buy that. I've spoken to people who have have made the call on Kid Phantom. I'm not going to buy that. Um, and I've if, talked to a lot of yeah. people who have also said, yes, I'm very very keen on this. So I'm certainly not trying to naysay yeah. what they're doing, but that's an extra. What what's the $120 a year, which, you know, is and isn't a lot. So Yeah, um, but it also makes collecting easier if you know that these other issues that you weren't sure whether you were going to buy are not part of the, 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 the regular series. So if you're looking to just get the regular series, you don't have to buy it just for the sake of buying it so you don't have yeah. a hole in your collection. So I think I think and you and you've made that point before yeah. about the replica series that it sort of belongs as a different standalone. Yes, yes. but we won't mention that. I've praised it, so I don't want to spoil <laughs> my praise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I I think it's I think the Phantoms world is good. I think the other good thing about having it as a standalone is they're not having to send the issues out to them to get signed, which in a sense, probably doesn't cost through as much money as well um, because they're not having to send... Because all of the Phantoms world were done overseas. It's a lot cheaper and quicker uh, to get a comic sign from someone in Australia. There's a heap um, of Bellman covers at the moment, though, and, and yeah. I think he's almost probably the most prolific um, cover artist of the last little period without having yeah. crunched any numbers on that. Um, yes. They could just about, you know... Send a huge, uh, a huge parcel pack out to Felmanga yeah. three or four at a time. I will, because we did talk about it in the last Comics and News podcast, where we think I actually no, sorry, it might have been um, was it in that one or the the Supernova preview? We did actually make mention that we believe Phantom's World will be a standalone in the podcast. preview. I think, yeah. yep. um, and I, I think it's a good idea, and I. I think it's um, it's a brave call in the sense that because not only do you have the regular issues, but you also have how many titles? You've got Kid Phantom, Phantom's World, um, and, Giant. and Giant Size coming out every quarter. You have to uh, – you almost have to get to a point where you are distributing those uh, evenly – apart so you're not yeah. having to buy three at one time well I think so there's, it, yeah there's a couple of points there like the the regular fruits there's 26 issues a year now we're suddenly talking about 31. these three other series isn't it? oh sorry 31 yeah. you're right my bad 31 31 um a year now they're talking about three other quarterlies so that's an extra 12 so you're almost um 25 increase or 33 increase isn't it um of um Whatever the maths is, I don't know, but it's big um, increase in terms of the amount of uh, production that they're putting out there. So yes, um, that that's a that's a significant out in, increase in output from through. And you're getting to the point where you're getting a Phantom comic almost every week. Yeah, because you're what did you say it was thirty one plus twelve. Thirty one plus twelve. Yeah. So you are, apart from probably, you know, uh, whatever, how many, is, is it 54, you know, or 56, you know, 56 weeks? Two. Um, 52 weeks in a year. 52? Yeah, so what, yeah. besides nine weeks of the year, you're getting a, 
<laughs> uh, besides nine weeks in the year, you were getting a Phantom comic. Yeah. Every week. Every week. So have you started? I've I I bit the bullet this week and started a new folder for my um my non-numbered frues, if you like, my my, my irregular frues, the giant size, the kid Phantoms, and the and the Phantoms world at the moment are all going into a separate folder. Um, how how are you actually collecting them? Because they're, they're not going in sequence. Um, well, I'm I'm a little bit behind with um with putting away my my comics at the moment. So, but what but what I usually do is I put them if they're not numbered in the in the true numbering, um, is I put them at the at the end of my collection. So yeah, um, like I've got the the Marvel and and DC ones at the end of my true. So, uh, but now you're going to need a separate fru section or three separate fru sections. No, it'll just be a, a Phantom's World and a Phantom's yeah. Giant. There'll just be those sort of sections, which it, you know, which is which is fine. And um, and I'll probably do the same thing on on my spreadsheet, which I um, yeah, you know, to to keep count my issues. I'll, I'll have a um, I've just changed my spreadsheet from a Excel to a um, to a Google whatever it's called, Google Sheet. Yep. Um, so it's easier to to be um, mobile with it. Yep. Um, and yeah, you just I'll probably do different pages on that, like um, like you would a Excel spread. Because I've done a, I've got a through page and I've got a um, an other page, non through page, page, yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. So Moonstone and and um, Dynamite. It's interesting though because I've done the same thing, and these these new ones they have to go on the non through page because the they don't fit well, yeah, non regular. Yeah, I, I, I put them on the free pages off to the side, like I do with yeah. the A's. Like, oh, okay. The, the A issues are off to the side on the, on the same free page. Yeah, I've I haven't come across that problem yet. I'll probably do something very similar as you, because I've still got a pile of um, I've got probably about four piles of comics that I have to board and bag and stuff. So I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, that that was a, a thing that I spent my holidays doing was cataloging and recataloging and deciding how to how to store these. So at the moment, I've just got a through non-regular series um, lever arch binder that is collecting these, and I'm going to have to branch that out as um, as the the numbers keep pouring in. Mm. All right. So anyway, story. let's get to the stories that are included in <laughs> yes. World number one, shall we? That, that was a wormhole, wasn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell, was it ever? Follow the white rabbit. Let's see where it goes. Anyway, so first story is Kidnapped, and the other two, they've never been published before in English, um, Valley of the Giants and Scandal in High Society. So first one, uh, Kidnapped, um, which is by Roger. That's got to be Felmang, surely. It is Felmang. It, 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 it looks yeah. very Felmangy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember who Miss Mist is? Mate, this is. Um, do, you, do you not keep up with the podcast? Uh, this is exactly how I um, won. This, this is how I won the Phantom Nerd Off battle with Sammy J by pointing it to Jim Shepard, who Miss Mist was when he'd forgotten. <laughs> then tell us, there, Dan. Who is <laughs> okay. Miss Mist? So Miss Mist is a Rhodesian agent. Um, who was first introduced in one of the 800 series comics, uh, one of the few Egmonts that uh, um, Jim published. And then again, she reappeared in um, a, a late 900, like five or six years later. Um, and that's probably the last time that she's been introduced. But, but yeah, the, the, the key part to take away is that um, 
she is a Rhodesian secret agent who uh, came into the Phantom's world in that guise. Well, that's only half the story, Dan. Because, well, well, what's in. the other half there, Jermaine? Well, because she was kidnapped from her father, who was Dr. Carthright, yes. who is the Bangadi um, uh, doctor surgery where um, what's uh, Luaga works at. And um, after, so in some of the issues, um, uh, she actually, I can't remember which issue it was, but she becomes a good girl. Um, and helps her father, Dr. Carfright, as a nurse, which is where we pick it up as she's the nurse and how she's uh, in – well, in not a – I don't want to use the word relationship because that just sounds like she's actually in a relationship, but in how she knows Luaga. Right. Yeah. Yep. She's on good terms with Yeah, a work relationship. Yeah. You can be in a relationship without all of the – Scandal. Yeah, but I didn't want to use the word relationship because it's that's what people okay. will think of. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I was trying to think story. of the good, but um, <laughs> the story. Yeah, what did you think about the story? Um, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. I thought um, it wasn't my favourite out of the three. I thought. Huh. What did I think of? Disjointed? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know, maybe if that's the language. I thought the artwork and the things flow down nicely, but I think that the actual narrative or the, or the, the language used was a bit disjointed, yeah. I, I, I think. I, um, I've used the word clunky. Why they're talking about some, sorry. I've used the word clunky instead of disjointed. I yeah, agree. Yeah, it's, it's clunky, disjointed. Um, why they're doing things like the belly dance and it just... It, there's a few things that just didn't sit right yeah. for me, um, and, and like a couple, maybe a couple of little edit, editorial things, and and it would flow a lot nicely, not uh, not nicely, a lot nicer. Um, but yeah, like you could keep the the same artwork, the same illustration, um, but just change what's in the speech bubbles or in the um the little yeah. boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah, clunky didn't. Just doesn't sit right. It's a bit disjointed. Um, decent enough story, but it loses something in the narrative. See, I actually reckon the artwork was probably the weakest point of the. Of the story, no. Uh, Sugar's no. I the, disagree um, with you there. The artwork is quite good. Yeah. Um. That's a yeah. hell of a lot better than the second story. Well, no, no. I'm talking about the artwork was the weakest point in the story of that one, in my uh, opinion. No, the, yeah. the characterisation okay. of. Miss Mist was the weakest point in the story. Like, there's this there's this woman who's been kidnapped and then you know knocked out or whatever, and then she wakes up wearing this flimsy, um, you know, belly dancer costume. Looks at herself in the mirror. How did this How did this possibly come about? How did I get dressed in this? Actually, it doesn't look too bad. Maybe I'll um, maybe I like it. No, I mustn't like it. You know, the, the, that dialogue. Maybe I'll do this belly dance. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then, then maybe I'll actually go through and follow through and, and you know, seduce this person who's kidnapped me just because he's, I've been told that he's wealthy and I should. You know, that that um, is entirely unrealistic and a, and a bit ridiculous. So. But there is, you know, there's the whole brainwashing type of thing and all that as well. So it, She didn't you know, have you, the chance to get brainwashed. Oh, there's, yeah, some people do get um, brainwashed quite quickly. 
Um, but look, I, it's it's not my it's not my favourite. It's We're in I just but I thought the artwork, in my opinion, um, I agree that it's a clunky story. I think it's a clunky story all round. Um, but it's um, the last story we we're talking about, filming at his best with the art. I don't think that with this story. You know, I yeah. I enjoy filming story, but it's not his. You know, he's not at the same level in this story as what he was in the Pugilist. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree with that, absolutely. It was interesting because Dudley has said in the um, message from the publisher that it, this story has all the elements of a modern classic, and even as I say that, I probably agree that it does have all the elements of a modern classic, yeah. but this story is not a modern classic. It tries, yeah. it wants to be, but um, it, it <laughs> just is yeah. not. It's got the elements. They've got to know how to mix them together. Yes. I think think that's a very good way of doing it. Yeah, the the elements. It's got the elements, but yeah. Um, The next story. The spanking towards the end, though. Which? The spanking. Yeah, actually, no, that was a nice twist where where the the bad guy got a spanking at the end. And yeah. Because Um, because when he has thumped the guy saying, you should never hit a woman. Um, the first thing you do is, oh, well, hang on, the Phantom has uh, spanked women in the past and stuff. So um, but then to turn that on its head a couple of pages later, that was entertaining. Yeah. So story number two is The Valley of the Giants. Um, now, I must admit, I tried to read this last night and I failed miserably. I just kept falling asleep. Um, however, I read it again today and, and I, I found it okay. I, I still... Out of the... I'm going to say this is the weakest one. Yeah. But in my, I'm going to say in my opinion, I feel this is the weakest story. Um, the the twist at the end is nice. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't have me hooked. If it couldn't keep me awake, like, however, it's been fairly busy around this, around my parts lately, and so <laughs> I probably need to sleep more than reading a Phantom comic last night. But um, yeah. However, it it wasn't gripping me to to stay awake. It's it's interesting to make mention that this was first published in 1970, so it might have been a gripping story back. What what are we now? You know, we're all this what almost 50, years, yeah, 40, almost 50 years ago. Because you've got the whole um, science fiction element and and stuff, which was you know becoming quite popular back yeah, in those days. But it doesn't hold up in today's world, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a story of the times, but doesn't yeah it's not as exactly like um you know a, a great um Lee Falk story from the same time you'd you'd reread it now without a problem and think oh yeah not all of them but majority well, of them yes yeah but, but there are but there are Lee Falk stories that have these sorts of overtones um and there's one in particular I can't remember the title of it but he descends into a volcano and there are all these oversized animals that are uh, like the veiled lady right they've been Yes, they've been sucking up the volcanic gases and that sort of thing and, and become oversized toads and dragonflies and these sorts of yeah. things. So almost, you know, you can see how probably the, the author of this has, has read that and then applied it in a, in a different way. Um, it did seem kind of familiar, but just not as good. Yeah, exactly, just not as good. Um, I, you said it was a nice twist at the end. I actually thought the twist at the end was entirely preposterous um, for, for suddenly... <laughs> 
that reveal to happen, I didn't think that was um, realistic at all, and so I was quite disappointed. I pretty much say any twist is nice. <laughs> oh well, this <laughs> this story had so many so twists; nice. it was ridiculous. Um, it was it was yeah. almost hard to follow because of all of the it's twists. Why I fell asleep? So you reckon it had too many twists? Yeah. Well, too many unexplained twists. For instance, he you know he's uh, cooking in a in a room that's heating up unexplainably. Um, it's is heating up like an oven, and uh, then all of a sudden the door opens and he's let out, and there's a magic um, floating concrete yeah. walkway. None of that's ever explained. Who let him out? Why did they let I him thought, out? I thought it was kind of like um, James Bondish, you know, yeah. he just yeah, or you know, um, Austin Powers, you know, yes. just get the gun and shoot him. No, I'm going to put him in this hot room and yes, yeah, and, and you know, cook him. Yep. So that was just a bit stupid. Yep. Yeah, it's it's of its time. Correct, yeah. You know, like where, like for instance, like you said, the James Bond, all the all the movies of that time and all that. It's you got that outlandish special effects, like you know, pulling a, a lever and a concrete plate extends over the chasm. Like that's got, you know, that doesn't really do anything. Like who cares? Um, and you know, you got fantastic science fiction of shrinking and increasing stuff and all that, like that. You know, so. Um, the twist at the end is probably one of the more realistic things about the story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the last story, though? Yeah, Scandal in High Society, for my mind, is the pick of the three. Um, I actually think, when I read this, I liked it. And I liked it because I think there was some great... You'll like this, Dan. I thought there were some great folk elements in there. Yeah. Um, the old... Um, you know, pining over Diana, will she still love yeah. me? Oh, she doesn't know me. That, you know, that was a, a big thing from what I remember yep. from, from folk stories. Yep. And Aunt, Aunt um, Lily really disapproving. Yeah. And even Uncle Dave's um, hair. In the, the in the one panel, panel he appears, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, art, the artwork in this, I really like oh, the artwork. It's beautiful, the isn't it? It's, a, it's right, yeah. It, well, it's, you know, maybe even Saviokish in its um. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> high praise indeed. <laughs> high praise indeed. I thought it was um, excellent. So, Osvaldo Grassetti, um, congratulations, mate. I think you did a really good job. He's um, nailed Diana. Absolutely no, absolutely nailed the way he drew Diana. Yeah, I'm glad you re- you put that in context. <laughs> um, I'm wondering why um. Devil wasn't taking a trip on the plane. He always goes on the. He always goes over the yeah. seas. And he's not a dog. He's a wolf. <laughs> is he just leaving him at the airport? Is he, or what's going on there? Um, well, I like the devil came out. to see him off. Right, yeah. Yeah, come to the steps yeah. now, boys. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, dropped, later, uh, dropped you, him you off at the airport. The <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> um, I'll take the car home and I'll pick you up when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the story, I like the story. It kicks along nicely. Um, now this yeah, is the like, like yeah, this is the type of art and what? stories that I from the you know from the from the sixties the seventies with the Italian stuff. This is the type of stuff that I would like to see more of. Yeah, more of this and less of the first two. This is this is excellent. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. I thought this was the pick of the three. Um, the, the, it was very simple characteristics, uh, characterizations of, of characters, and the plot was pretty simple as well. Um, but 
the I particularly liked the, the punching scenes. Uh, the fa- in the, this Phantom, Grissetti's Phantom, he can knock a bloke out. Yeah. Um, I also I also like on um, uh, page ninety six. 97. I also like the way that they depicted Diana, like even though it's the typical in a sense that, you know, she's, um, you know, uh, in trouble, like she tends to be, um, you know, she shows some character like on, and it's quite tense as well on like page 91, um, you know, where she's battle, got that internal battle about, you know, the Phantom and she rescues the Phantom from being shot and stuff like that. So I thought that was um, uh, a good a good um, characteristics of putting some character back into Diana. Yeah. No, the was... villain of the week in this one, he was quite evil, wasn't he? He was a... He was a bit of a bad bloke, all about trying to get out of the marriage and didn't want to, didn't want to seem like the bad guy, so he tried to incriminate the wife. Yeah, so that's a bit bloody evil. And, yeah, then, and he just and looks bad as well. You've found me out, so now I have to kill four people? Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it messy. Yep. But I like that he mentioned, uh, the founder mentioned this a few times. Um, uh, where was it? I, I knew you were going to do that. He, that seems to be a phrase he, he, he says a few times. Oh, you did just as well I knew you were going to do. Um, he says that a couple of times throughout the film. Yeah. But um, did he really say that? Or was just something in the translation? Um, oh, something else about the coming from um, Italy. I'm glad that they actually say the Phantom now instead of the Masked Man. I think there was only one mention of the Masked Man. Yeah. And it might have been in the, in the second story. Um, yes. So they're able to fix that translation up from... Um, yeah. From maybe mm. the last maybe the last Italian one. Yeah. I also also liked how they made all the bad guys really, really ugly, which was such a Wilson McCoy thing to do. You have the big noses and the you know, the, the crew cuts and I was very impressed with the third story. Yeah. I thought it was great. And of course Garan comes in and saves the day, good old Garan. Yeah, now let's have some fun and do kid fan, eh? Yeah, I'm just trying to find it. I was about to say, oh, I was about to say, oh yeah, we're up to the end of it, but no, kid fan number two. So, kid fan number two, if you don't know, is out, and um, and it picks up where kid fan and one uh, left off. So we've got uh, young Kit uh, about to be shipped off to America. So this is still following. Um, Anyone who's read Avon novel number one, so we're still in um, we're still in that mode at the moment, still following that story, and having read that and read this, the the, the elements are still there. I'm glad that he you know was able to knock out the chief steward. That was a great part in the um, in the book, and you know you get to the to the captain's table and stuff there, and you know the, the bit of the racism there against Garan, but um, you know, Kit st- uh, stands up to him, or stands up for him, sorry, and um. Yeah, without giving away uh, too much else of the story, uh, Dan, anything else? What would you like to? I'll let you go first. Oh, I I really good. enjoyed um, Kid Phantom Two. My my son, importantly, really really enjoyed Kid Phantom Two. Um, he he sat down and, and started reading it immediately and just devoured it. Um, I think it was really well put together. I I, I was really personally very excited to see the scenes that um, 
Paul and Andrew had sort of alluded to when we talked to them back in episode 62 um, about the Thousand Warriors and, and how he managed to draw those and how they all came together, 100 warriors from this tribe and 100 warriors from that tribe coming down to see the, the kid, uh, Kit and um, Garan off on the boat. Um, seeing, seeing, seeing the relationship between Garan and Kit develop, I suppose, yeah, in terms that's of very good point. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you've been out at night and you shouldn't have been. Um, don't lie to me, those sorts of things. Um, you know, they're really sort of establishing, and then they go out and have some fun together and run around the boat. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really, it was a really fun story. I thought. Um, with it, with that hint of drama at the end, as you say, the the racism and the and just right, we need to to hook into this drunken steward, um, and it really sets it up very effectively, I think, for the the adventures of those two guys together. Yeah. Now it's interesting. I just done a quick count of all of the uh, the thousand warriors. I can he's drawn properly probably about twenty five, um, and there's a lot of little dots and squiggles and stuff like that. So um, he did that's, that quite that's, well. And... That's an old cartoonist's trick, though. Like, yeah. you, don't, um, you don't draw a brick wall by drawing in every brick. You drew you draw three here and four there and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. No. Um, now, uh, there's, there's a few Easter eggs in here. Um, now, I know of the one Easter egg on page 16, um, I didn't actually pick this one up. I actually got told about this one. Um, I think it was the love boat or something like that. Um, there's a couple of characters in there from it. Yes. Yeah. The um, certainly the the purser. Yeah. Is from the love boat, and and even the um, the, yeah, the lady the in the two. pink white hat. Yep. Yeah. The lovers. Um, now I love the fact file. Um, yes. Yeah, so I. I I did skip that. I thought we'd get back to it. But oh, yes, okay. um, I did read that first one. I read that to it. Now, I remember um, reading it to my daughter and um, the wife was half asleep and we're getting through <laughs> and then and then we get to the bathroom bit and then, like, you know, I move on, move on to Skull Throne and then the wife sits back up and she goes, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go back, go back. There's a heated toilet seat. <laughs> and then the next five <laughs> minutes, we were trying to discuss how the heated toilet seat would work in the middle of a jungle, which normally is very, very hot. <laughs> so uh, it was a little bit of fun that we uh, we had. And um, I, I was telling Andrew about that, and he had a bit of a chuckle as well. Um, um, no, I, I, I tend to agree with everything that you said. I also like the fact... Um, what the the captain I thought he played a very good yeah like role in it like the like the calming mm. I don't want to use the word father figure because yes. he's got a good father figure but he's it's you know like that soothing you know kind of you know like helps him yeah he he does the same thing in the novel too yeah uh, Dan yeah so I thought that now that um and I think also in the novel he, um Kit went a little bit further with the um. With the steward, I think he's you know, just about to kill him. And, yeah. Yeah, this one, he just you know, knocks him out. So that, that makes it a bit more family-friendly. Yeah, but I just... Or kid-friendly. No, yeah, I just thought it's it's just it's just a great touch having the captain. And then, like, for instance, when he says, oh, you know, don't worry about it, and, you know, the, they, they do get in the way with, you, you know, and refer to um, eating utensils 
eating utensils with a knife and fork and stuff. And I just, I just thought that's, that's very good in the sense that, you know, you, it's, 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 it's a great thing where it's like, you know, you can scold kids for doing that, but you know, as parents, you just choose your battles. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, I just loved the real, I guess the family element to it. And then, you know, you've got the, the, the truth scattered through it, like the racism and how that's dealt quite, you know, well and all that. I, I've, had fun reading this. My only criticism is that it's too short. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a long time just between read, drinks. Just finish it and think, oh, is that all? Is that yeah. all? You really got it. Come on, can't we have yeah. more? Can't we go to 100 pages or. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Paul, start drawing. <laughs> yeah. You don't need um, sleep. <laughs> no. Um,. Now, one of Cy Barry's uh, criticisms of the first one was um, uh, the Phantom not being very father, like Phantom 20 not being very fatherly to, to Kit. Um, whereas this one is very much so. He's very very warm towards him and embraces him. And, um, yeah. He, you know, he's looking out for him and all that sort of stuff. So um, hopefully Cy gets to, um, to read this one and um, I don't know, maybe he'll... Uh, change his mind about it. Well, certainly, Maybe certainly, all of the the, um, the things that we heard right throughout that reaction podcast, really about uh, seeing different camera angles and and different perspectives and that sort of thing throughout, um, certainly continue through in in this uh, oh, yes. comic. You know, you, you're just seeing the the story unfold from all different perspectives: close ups, long shots, um, up high, down low. You know, camera angles you wouldn't expect. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's entertaining and fast paced as much because of that as anything else. Yeah, and then the cuddle scenes between the mum and the dad. It's like there's no real backgrounds. It's just that, and so you like you're just drawn into that that embrace with your mum, that embrace with your dad, where it's like you know this is the last time you're going to see him for such a long way, you, especially back in the 60s or wherever this was, where it was based, you know, to go to halfway across the world, there's the chances are you're never going to see him again. And yeah. there's just that, that lovely moment where you're just connected, you're just drawn into that, that, that mother-son you know, mother moment or the father-son moment. I thought that was quite well done as well. The, um, yeah. the other thing... Yeah, there's no background to it. Yeah. The other thing that we started to see, um, I think, much more evident, and this is perhaps knowing that I'm looking for it, is the uh, the Where's Waldo element that, um, or the Where's Wally element that um, Paul and Andrew alluded to. Paul especially alluded to in the in the podcast that we talked to them um, about something or, uh, or something that you can see on almost every page, almost every page. Um, is starting to become far more evident in this issue than on in the last one. Yeah. It's like he's having fun trying to put it in there now. I did read, though, that um, there's a, a, a number of those that got, ended up getting covered by dialogue or word balloons. <laughs> yeah, well, that, kind of, that kind of hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. It's um yeah no I, it's um I wonder if I wonder if has to get declared with customs. <laughs> yeah. Back up. 
Um, what about the product? Pa- uh, excuse me, the product placement. The the little bag there. Can we see something coming out from Fanfare? Oh, please, that'd be awesome. Yes, his travel bag, Fanfare, Glenn. Um, travel bag. Yeah. Yep. Um, or, or or the Icon Collection um, competition. Um, <laughs> one of you have got to make this little travel bag. Mm. Yeah. So, what did you just think about the poster and the coding in comp? Yeah, like, oh yeah. Well, um, I like them both. That, um, I would have. Yeah, I, I said. Yeah. Uh, I I would have preferred the original, the tattoo, the temporary tattoos instead of the colouring competition. Um, yep. and, and and fair enough. You know, I understand that production things happen, and they must have. To, to the way I've interpreted this is that they've thrown in the the colouring competition sort of as a oh, oh, oh goodness, the tattoos aren't available. We better throw something in. Um, yeah. If only because it's not clearly defined, and this has popped up on Facebook, you know, do I have to use the original or can I cut, um, scan it? Uh, when is it actually due? Those sorts of things aren't, aren't um, sort of nailed yeah, down. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I assume we'll see the tattoos in a, in a future issue. Yeah. The, the, but the prize is good. Well, yeah. and, and look, feel so, free to cut this out, but is it? You know, a Sorry, year's four. it's it's a year subscription to Kid Phantom is four Kid Phantoms, which is going to cost through eight dollars recommended. Uh, sorry, thirty two dollars recommended retail. Yeah, but for me, who's got who's buying two issues of the thing means that I have to buy <laughs> two issues of the bloody thing if I bloody win the thing. Yeah, and and, and but at the moment it might be get, getting up to three now because um, Jeremy he really he, he's getting into comics more so than Tom. So okay. Maybe I'll um, be a bit of a, um, a push towards Jeremy rather than um. Rather than Tom. <laughs> and then you just want another um... fruit crew badge. <laughs> and there was also... Oh, he was shattered that he didn't have one. Oh, yeah, just have to give him yours. <laughs> Get me. <laughs> um, I worked too hard for that one. <laughs> but um, anyway, so we like it. Yep. Yeah, we do. Found two. Good. Yeah. Excellent. So, here, here's a question. Um, so we've got we've got Gaslight, which we've seen one and a half episodes in a sense. Yep. We've got uh, the Phantoms World, which we've seen one plus the the pre the pre stuff. Yep. We've got Giant Size, which we've seen one of, and now we've got two Kid Phantoms. Which one are we the most excited about? Um, well, from and we can do it from a different couple of different points of view. We can do it from like what we're excited about, or from you know the point of view like from a phantom point of view, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think what I what I like best uh, have been the Kid Phantom and Phantom by Gaslight have been yeah. my two favourites. Yeah, um, Phantom's World could you could keep that going through the through the normal issues, um, and without making it you know. Without calling it Phantom's Web, they could just be normal issues. Um, but, you know, drawing attention to have never been published, you know, it's a, it's a nice little selling point. But, um, but yeah, and what was the other one that you said? The, oh, Giant Size. Well, I still haven't read those other stories. All I've read is the, um, the Phantom story, and that's, uh, um, jury's still out. Yeah. But Gaslight and Kid Phantom, for my mind, are what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was interested to see that in that um, that post yesterday, talking about what Fru is going to do for the rest of the year, when they mentioned giant size, they said, yes, there's going to be a new Shane Foley story, but it's not a continuation of Sir Falcon. It was the Phantom Ranger. So, mm. you know, the, the, the questions I had when we talked about giant size, about where does this story go, seemed to be, Nowhere, it doesn't go anywhere, and we're and we're going to see a Phantom Ranger. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, my giant size for me is probably fourth of those. Um, Phantom's World is third. Um, then, yeah, Gaslight Kid Phantom. I'm enjoying Gaslight. I probably, I probably enjoyed Gaslight Zero better than I enjoyed Gaslight One. Um, but I think overall, most exciting thing of all of those for me would have to be Kid Phantom. One, because I'm getting the joy out of it with my son. Two, because um, I actually I actually genuinely am enjoying that story myself. And maybe that's a, a sign of my own mental age and um, <laughs> where, where I'm at. Um, and, and I'm enjoying these stories that are accessible to 10-year-olds. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, for me, Kid Phantom is the best. Yeah. I, I I agree. Like have it, like obviously I'm still at the age where I can actually still have the joy or could be the the burden of being able to read to your daughter, and so I enjoy being actually reading the fandom rather than you know reading Peppa Pig or or uh, Paw Patrol or or something like that. So I'm I'm also enjoying being able to share my love with my child. Yes. And, you know, we're not sure how long it's going to last for, so we might as well make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well. Boy, that that's was actually, long, wasn't it? Well. I'm glad that you said that, uh, Jermaine, we need to do recorder comics and news just so while there's only two or three comics out and we can do a short one. <laughs> yeah, this, I thought it was going to be a short one myself. Like, I yeah, knew it was yeah, never going to be a, a short one. Uh, well, the thing is, half an hour at the start talking about how great it is having a free crew badge. <laughs> well, I did, we didn't factor that talk time in, did we? Hours about how great that is. <laughs> and, and I think it, it's. Um, I probably didn't expect us to be talking for as long about the concepts and and um, of of what these new series meant and those sorts of things. I thought we'd just be talking about the stories, but um, I think my, the, my best part, the favorite part of the conversation has been um, where we went off script a little bit and talked about, um, yeah, where these fit in through publishing history and, and, and all the rest of it. I probably should actually, I actually planned all that, so I probably should have actually written that down on the agenda. So, um, so right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the genuine excitement that um, that we have for what Prue's doing, I think, is yeah. um, very noticeable. Yeah. Anyway, all that excitement means that I'm not going to get much sleep tonight because I've just seen the time. I thought, oh, goodness, with young kids, they're not going to make me sleep in. Well, I might actually see the end of a tour de France tonight. I usually go to sleep about 20 k's before the end. I could probably go up and and I won't even see the last 20 k's. I'll just see the podium. Well, there you go. You go and enjoy the tour de France. I'll hopefully go to bed and have a sleep. Well, you should just um, sleep in but... the car and you might actually be able to get an extra 20 minutes while they try and find you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> be a bit worried in the morning, I can tell you. All right. 
So, to wrap things up, please don't, we mentioned it earlier, but please don't forget the icon comp. If you've got a good idea, um, send it through. All the, um, all the details are on the website, chroniclechamber.com. Um, don't forget to hit us up on our social media, uh, Facebook, we're, we're fairly uh, big on. Um, but also there's Instagram and what, uh, Twitter as well. Of course, there's Patreon. Thank you very much for those um, who have been donating through Patreon. We really, we really do appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and of course, if you haven't subscribed already to iTunes, please subscribe to, our, to us on iTunes or um, if whatever the Android one is. Um, and give us a rating so people find us um, a lot easier. Uh, we do our best to do to give our tags and, and stuff out there, and so when people search certain things for fandom, we'll come up. But if you give us a good rating, it always helps. Um, anything else that I've forgotten there, fellas? Not except enjoy reading your comics. Absolutely. And that's the thing we're all in here for. Yes. To enjoy reading the comics. So um, sometimes we can get overcritical and stuff, but, the, but deep down, we just love reading a good fandom story. So... Happy reading, everybody, um, and Jermaine and Dan. Until next time. Happy, Happy fandom, fans, everyone. So, Tom. Yeah. 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 You know how we read Kid Phantom a little while ago. Uh, no. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And um, what do you really like about it? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, do you know that the people who wrote this? They heard what you said. In fact, they said, I recently listened to your podcast in which you interviewed your young son, Tom. So when I was interviewing you. To gauge his reaction to Kid Phantom. What? That's right. His response was fantastic and very honest appraisal of our new publication from the younger end of our target age audience. So that's you. <laughs> so for going above and beyond in support, don't touch that. We are going to present you with both a father and son crew crude award. Oh. You get an award. <gasps> yeah! Now, where did I put it? Now, it's a little, it's like a little badge that you get to wear. Okay? And there's one for me and one for you. Would you like to see it? Yes, please. Here we are. So that's special for you. small. It is very small, so it can fit on your collar, or it can fit just there on your badge. And then people come up to you and they say, what's that on your on your shirt? And you can say, wow, I won this, because what do you like? The comics. The comics. And which hero in particular? Um, what's his name again? The Phantom. The Phantom. And, guess what? What? Guess what came out this week? A new one. <laughs> yeah! <gasps> and it even has my name in it, Tom! Yes! Yeah! <laughs> so Phantom is fantastic because it's got your name in it. Now, this one doesn't have stickers inside it. Mm-hmm. You want to have a look what's in the middle? Yes, please. Oh, you open it. You open it to the middle. Mm, this one? No, the middle. That's the end, dude. Right, you missed it? I just saw it. It's a cow went in. Wow. <gasps> so you can colour that in. And look what it says here. 
please send finished coloured page to through publications and there's a PO box and you might win a year's subscription to Kid Phantom which means if they think you did a really good job colouring that in they'll give you a year's worth of Kid Phantom comics for absolutely free what do you mean? it means you don't have to pay for them I mean these comics right these yeah the same, the Jack Jack same well it'll be the next issue Issue, what does that mean? Well, that's the first issue, that's the second issue, the next one will be the third issue. It's like a series. Daddy, your phone turned off. Oh, it's okay, I think it's still going. So, who do you want to thank for the for the badge? Do you want to thank Fru? Thank Fru. Fru's the company. Say thank you, Fru. Yes, please. And say thank you, Dudley. Yes. And say thank you, Glenn. Yes. And thank you, Renee. Yes. Okay. You going to say thank you or just say yes? Thank you. Excellent. Good on you, Tom. Five hundred. When you are, buddy. Oakley, Oakley. Hang on, just get back to the, the dock. <coughs> <coughs> okay. G'day, everyone. And for those who came in late, you are listening to Expand the Phantom podcast. This is episode seventy-one. And, of course, you are listening to the, the sweet tones of Steve. He's back. So this must be a comic and news episode. <laughs> I'm your special guest today. <laughs> uh, that up. I'll try that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be yeah. able to record the bloopers nice and early. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Get the bloopers out of the way. Yep. <clears throat> Now there's a few events happening at the moment. Well, well, we haven't that have been happening. You've skipped over through, oh, Steve. Where? Well, you went straight past. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, I saw. Okay. Oh, you can tell he's out of practice, <laughs> isn't he? Who's, who's got a through crew badge and then just ignores them in the publisher news? He <laughs> <laughs> oh. just didn't get one through crew badge. See, well, I'll get back to that later because I thought the Christmas cover might be a cool thing to finish the news off. On. <laughs> okay. Well, you just do whatever you like with the run sheet, mate. Just beat it in whatever order. All right, I will. So, so guys, we do actually have a run sheet. We, you know, we do try. Well, to what for what it's worth? Podcasts. Who cares? So, yeah, you know, listeners. You know, I'm sure some of you think that we just rattle on nonsense, and it's like we do, but we do actually spend some time with a run sheet. I know you wouldn't think it. <laughs> you tell us, Steve. What are we going to talk about next? <laughs> This podcast is all over the place tonight. Yeah, but it's been fun. <laughs> it, but it's probably worth noting the um, the stories that are included. Uh, we have number one six. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the blooper reel is going to be longer than the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, What's the extra information for those who are too lazy to look for themselves? Uh, I know. I, um, hang on. It's, <laughs> I'm down in the Skull Cave, and now I'm looking around to see where I put it. Hang on, I'll be back in a second. Well, I, I'm looking at the index, but I've got no idea what this extra information is. <laughs> I don't have the original podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, I've just downloaded the index, or bulk index okay. one. Quality podcast here. <laughs> um, as always. Yes. Very well organised. 
Is it just the artist and the... That's going to make me uh, run over all my file cards, eh? I think it's the artist and the writer. Is the page count on the back of the original file cards? Yeah, I think it is. Right, so go it might on, be go, just... Run over. Go, boy, go. All right, go, hang go. on. <laughs> oh, we've trained him well. <laughs> run, Dan. Run, Forrest, Run. <laughs> Well, at least I'm not having to uh, get out of the car and go in the garage or, uh, you know, wake up the rest of the family as I come out of my daughter's room and send me 10 cents, and um, I reckon I'll get a couple of bucks. I'm not giving you a cent, dude. <laughs> I think Jermaine's trying to say something. Really <laughs> it can. sounds like he's had a stroke, to be honest. Like, are you... <laughs> you there, you there Jermaine? There's editing happening on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just... just it's... Keep this a family podcast, shall we? 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom 